Blog Talk Radio. Do you guys have the same thing in mind? Well, I'll tell you what. Gary Hart's done it once and for all. He stuck his nose in the tribal nation's business. Tribal nation is up on the top. We're going to the top of the totem pole. But Gary Hart, tell you what. You have that pretty hair. It's going to come plumb off. Bring Stick. anything you want. Bring any team you want. Any combination. Gary Hart, we're coming after your scalp. Now, let's go. Do you know why? I'm going to show you the body that women love and the men love to fear. It's just that simple. Take a look at that. How's that look, huh? You don't think there's You're a asking man me? out there? Look at it. I know. Hey, it don't take much for you to please you. Last time I was in San Francisco, I went downtown looking for a woman. You know what I mean? I wanted a woman. I couldn't find a woman. I found a lot of men that look like women. Now you, Hulk Hogan, you belong in San Francisco. What's wrong with you, Gene? And after it's all said and done, you're going to be taking splinters out of your fat asses all night long because you got some fat asses. The only chance you have, you have no chance, but you had a chance, is you can run Nicky Split. Because you can't run because you got some fat asses. You know, to the border has a lot of bad habits. But the only ones that help me survive. Don't deprive yourself of the full power. Be a survivor. Don't smoke. Folks, there's Jumpin' Jeff Farmer. Jeff, a while back, what a match you had with Motley. Yep. I guess what we're trying to say is whether you're a fat out of shape truck driver, whether you're a skinny geek pushing a taxi cab, whether you're a doctor or a lawyer that doesn't have half the money we have, this is the way life is. If only... Wants to slap Road Warrior Hawk, he'll do it. If Tully wants to spit on Road Warrior Animal, he'll do it. If Iron wants to take Dusty Road, do all that, he'll do it. And Nikita, if I want you, all three of them, to hold you, I'm going to slap you, I'm going to spit on you, I'm going to kick you, and I'm going to go. This is WrestleCast Radio with your hosts. Ryan Cook. He's walking up the ramp with with Sami Zayn and it's saying, now qualified for Money in the Bank. And they're advertising that. They cut to a small graphic showing Sami Zayn on one side, the other side, and the center of it says, Sami Zayn tells all with Bobby Lashley's sister. And Alex Mello. Robo Takahashi versus everybody. I, I thought I was going to have to give him a eulogy after the, the intense main event on night two of Battle of the Super Juniors. But boy, howdy, uh, did that match live up uh, not only to my expectations, but I'm hoping yours as well. Oh, G1 season has arrived, Alex. WrestleCamp yeah. Radio. 82. 82 of the actual prop. <laughs> I don't even know what that means, but it sounds tight. I know. Is that like the C-Lock, but with like an extra curve? Uh, yes, with some extra, uh, probably Hurricane Ranas and John Blue kicks thrown in there. <laughs> Let me um, say, my God, what the... action on night two. Yeah, night, night, night two was a bus. I'm yeah. Because I was like one for like uh, 8%. I got right on my night one fix. It was like, hey, whatever. I w- that was my Americanized WWE booking mentality, if you will. Uh, night two, though, I, again, not the best percentages so far. 
but fantastic matches for sure. I'm sitting on three. I got three right the first night, three right the second night, and I got four right from night three. Did you do the that voices well, wrestling? The luck continues. We get it, Ryan. Yeesh. <laughs> I'm, I'm tied for 39th out of like 500 some people. Wow. Uh, so sitting sitting pretty good. Um, also, just just for the sake of uh, uh, the the luck continues. Um, I looked through here, and uh, I only got one wrong on Extreme Rules, too. I'm actually pretty I don't happy. know if that's anything to be be proud of. but No. I'm trying to think of which one I got wrong. Who did I get wrong? I took, I got that, 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 that. Oh, I took Roman. Yeah, that's why I got wrong. You ah. actually took Bobby, took the Bobby Lashley. So, yeah, I, I, I the Bobby. one I got wrong was the one I thought for sure I'd get right. So, shows how much I really know. No, it just shows you what product the WWE has been, you know, doing the last seven years. And Ever we're, since Punk left. Hard. Uh, inside the universe, second fall, breaking down Raw and SmackDown. The Do lowest have to? Yikes. home show in the history of Monday Night Raw. Um, I, I got to, you know, I've been ranting about Raw and SmackDown, but this week's SmackDown... I got something I got to say that it's it's not going to rival your firing squad Haku ran from, <laughs> but it, it might put up a decent fight. Cause if you analyze the way that they booked SmackDown live, it was utterly pathetic and terrible. Mm-hmm. So I want to talk uh, extreme rules. Did it live up to any hype it might've had? Was it a hit or was it a miss? There's a couple things that I think might surprise you that I have Alex. Um, but there's also a couple things that I think I might be surprised you have from from uh, one of the two positives you said. So I can't wait oh. to talk about that. I also can't wait to talk oh, no, about that, how that that match was atrocious. But that spot, I was like, all right. So I, that's why I gave it from a zero star to about an eighth of a star. <laughs> yeah, after Oscar said there for about 17 seconds, I went, would you just shove her into the gall dang thing already? <laughs> oh my god Star and a half on that one Spoiler alert guys But um, oh, Boy Asuka has just been In the drizzling bleeps of programs lately and it's. Uh, I would say Half of their talent is but, but you know Maybe there's some changes to come Some exciting news as you stated Kind of outside of the ring News and rumors but let's be real. The third fall, what are we going to be, what, an hour of, of Jay White Palooza? It's, you know, it's going to be interesting because I, I looked through out of the 15 matches. My two least favorite matches were on night one, and one of them, one of the matches is probably going to shock people. Um, White Okada, really? Was, I think that was the second worst match of the whole tournament. And, Besides Okada Fale? No, no, I liked Okada Fale. I think I went three Spoiler and three quarters. Alert, I enjoyed a Yoshihashi match. Find out which yeah. one. Outside Yoshihashi. <laughs> yeah, I know where you're going with this, but <laughs> and, and by the way, you know, I, I, I thought the same thing when I went like almost four stars, and I went, it wasn't because it was Hashi and Makabe, or was it, or was it just the excitement of the G1? But then again, every year Togi Makabe has dope ass G1 matches. He That's always correct. does. Um, that is but true. My my beef with the Jay White Okada match 
is a, is, isn't the match. It's what they did in the match. So we'll talk about that. Obviously, like he said, third fall. We're going to hit you on our first break. We come back. Bunch of news. I got another 10 list of news here to talk about. Uh, breakdown. Uh, kind of speed through like we usually do. But there's a lot of good stuff. Uh, real quick, we're going to tell you about FML Solutions here. Uh, hopefully, dun, 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 dun. we're going to have our new commercial breaks coming up soon. Um, we're just having some uh, technical difficulties. Uh, user error might be the easiest way to say it. Yes, uh, yes. Sorry. But also, before we get to the spot, sorry to cut you off, Ryan. Yes, user Anyways, uh, FML Solutions, as we're about to cut to the awesome product, that is the the best innovation in deer stands, I would say, ever. And it's a Made in the USA product. But also, uh, if you go to FML Solutions, Inc., FMLSolutionsinc.com, you can check out the fantastic product. Hell, there's even a payment, uh, a a uh, three-payment plan option as well. But if you go to the contact uh, tab on their website, enter in your information, your, your, just your name, email a phone number, and then in the comments section, audience, all you have to do is put in a strong style. You get $100 off of the, uh, of the fantastic deer stand. Again, all you have to do is hit the contact information. They'll get you the $100, you know, uh, promo coupon and a whole new pricing detail. Awesome, awesome stuff. Again, in the comments, put strong style. One word, two words, doesn't matter. Just strong style right in the contact, fmlsolutionsinc.com. We'll be right back, guys. WrestleCast Radio. Looking to get a head start on deer hunting season? Let FML Solutions point you in the right direction. Hi, Alex from Strong Style Media here, letting our listeners know deer season just got a heck of a lot easier. FML Solutions offer a fantastic deer stand that only takes 30 minutes to assemble and disassembles with no tools required. The best part, though, is its ingenious design allows it to double as a cart to haul your trophy back to the truck. FML Solutions is a made-in-the-USA product manufactured right here in Minnesota. Check out FML Solutions on Facebook by searching FML Solutions INC and visit FMLSolutionsInc.com to learn more about this innovative deer stand. Most people would consider this illegal. 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 What was mere vision suddenly became a reality. When you put a bunch of entities together and you bundle into one giant conglomerate, Baby, you get strong style media. My name is Ryan Cook. I'm the chairman of our company, and I'm here to tell you that each and every week, Sunday through Thursday night, we give you the best in radio. For boxing needs, standing eight count radio. For pro wrestling, we got WrestleCast. We got your sports knowledge covered with SportsCast. You like movies? The pop culture is for where it's at. And for all your local hip-hop, so the sound radio. Make sure to subscribe, like, comment, rate, share, follow everything you got. iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Radio Tune in at more. We are strong style. Just respect my conglomerate. Just respect my conglomerate. Just respect my conglomerate. Just respect my conglomerate. You won't see these folks at the post office. They have businesses to run. They have passions to pursue. How do they avoid trips to the post office? Stamps.com. Mail letters. Ship packages. All the services of the post office right on your computer. 
Get a four-week trial, including postage and a digital scale. Go to Stamps.com today. Hey, Alex Mello here, host of the Pop Culturist on the Strong Sound Media Network, inviting you to join myself alongside Half Pint's Kyle Adams as we discuss all the latest news and reviews in movies, music, and television. Check us out every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time here on blogtalkradio.com. Also, you can check out the Pop Culturist archives on Blog Talk Radio, search bar, Strong Style Media, as well as on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and Google Play to hear all the eclectic offerings here at Strong Style Media. We are conglomerates. What are we looking at here? Lists all over the safety thing. Third-party background check for drivers. 24-7 trust and safety team. Critical response line. All right, list. You can play at this game. What if we had a safe word? What about boba? No. But if you actually wanted boba, it's got to be more exotic. What's your wife's name? Oh, Barbara? Safe word's Barbara. <laughs> I like that. Okay. <laughs> Hit the club to this big ice on the wrist. That's the bar, get blitz, popping bottles of crisp. Made it hella fun. With a body, that's a crime. Come on, let's hit the party. Oh, get your cabbage patch on, y'all. Get your cabbage patch on. Alex, do you have I a famous idea to. whose theme that was? Uh can I guess can I can I get three questions? Okay. Uh is it dub is it ECW? Uh, uh no. That is strike one. WWE. Yes. Is it from the era 2005 to 2010. Mm, right around there, if not a little bit before, but right around there for sure. Uh, Muhammad Hassan. <laughs> no, it was. Yeah, 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 Demetrius, if you know it, text the group. I'll give you two minutes before I say it. Um, Not crime time, right? No, that that wasn't their. No, they were grab your rolly and check your or grab your fody and check your rolly. It's crime time, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> they were never given a chance, but hey, the new day—they totally turn you know lemons into lemonade. Um, I'll give you one more hint while I wait Demetrius out to see if he knows it. It was a Dana Brooke. Oh, that was, I don't know how to, if I could say anything like that. So, Caucasian, it's, um, who, let's say, what's, uh, Colin Delaney. <laughs> no, I was, I was, I was expecting Slam Master J. Um, his, he, he started this song when he was in an angle of Stone Cold Steve Austin. Oh, yuck. Yuck. Um, ooh, I'll within you, that era, I, yeah, no, I'll no, no one not more. Heidenreich. Good. He's one of my, 
Uh, Demetrius said no clue. Okay. Uh, he's one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. No. Um, you have like 22 favorite wrestlers of all time. Um, so not a Hulk Hogan, that's for sure. You can do no, he's probably, I would say he's probably top 10 for me all time. Demetrius said Jarrett. No, not Jeff Jarrett. No, not Desmond Wolf. Steve, um, Steve Austin came out on the stage and would chant boring when he wrestled. Storm? Yeah, that was when they tried Land to make Storm? Storm into like a a like gimmick and he came out and he did the cabbage patch and everyone was all confused. No, that was I his... blocked that I blocked that out of my head, man. Like when like blasphemy, like it doesn't have to do with what blasphemous is really supposed to you know, entitled to. <laughs> when it comes to wrestling, like that's blasphemous when you do that to such a great performer, wrestler, what have you, in Landstorm. Like, no, no. Look what he did in WCW, for God's sakes. He was the original collector of belts. Like, how awesome was that gimmick? And let's be real, that was probably majority of his input, along with Damore and, and whatnot. But still, at least he had the freedom, and look what he did with that. When he had the, the 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 three titles and wrestled Booker T for the heavyweight that night on Nitro, I went, I, I know he's win. not winning. But what if? Yeah. Like, I don't think they do the change because they don't need to because he's so over with everything else. But what if they do? Which uh, which then Ooh. got my guy. They gave him the Saskatchewan uh, 100 kilos and under championship. <laughs> if uh, if just incredible would have made, I, I don't know how to say that. You know, his ish together when they were in the E at the same time. Do you think the Impact players could have manifested long-term as a tag team? Do you think eventually think, they would have gotten over with that broader audience? I think they would have definitely got over, and I think they obviously had – I mean, obviously Triple H and and uh, and Michaels had a lot of input because, you know, little known fact to a lot of people that don't know it, but, I mean, Credible is part of the clique. Yep. Uh, and look at how, how much they pushed and how long they – uh, him and X-Pac together with, when they had Uncle Crack. Yeah. Their, you know, <laughs> if they were enough to do that. And, you know, for as much as Lance Storm wasn't a WWE-style guy, that dude got pushed. I mean, he had multiple ice title reigns, multiple tag title reigns. The, you know, the Un-Americans would have been a hugely over gimmick oh, if just gotten behind it. But the guys never got behind it. That's true. That's you know, true. So, I mean, yeah, if you can't believe in what you're selling, then, yeah, no one else is going to. Wow, that just happened? Whoa, sorry, I just finished night three's main event. Oh, wow, you went through it that quick, huh? Hit the, you hit the wow. fast forward button. Well, that was the first match I had to see. Yeah. And I, wow, okay then. But, um... Yeah, Landstorm, I don't know. I, I, I think he could have done a lot more. Um, but again, at that time, during that, that, that talent, you know, kind of when they were taken from WCW and ECW, I mean, that that was a hard time. Because again, kind of like now, they have a huge abundance of talent. It's just also when creative has nothing for you or doesn't push the quote-unquote right guy, it affects every, It's a domino effect, essentially. And, you know, it affects 
some of the ones that we always should see at the top, whereas we say should be at the top. And that's the one thing that sucks too is I feel like if Lance Storm could have been out, could have been out now, he'd have had even an even better career. Oh my god! Did he ever wrestle Japan? Um. I bet you when he did the Smoky Mountain days, he did. I bet you him and Jericho okay. did a tour. Um, he did. Did he do a mask? No, uh, not that I can remember, but I could be wrong. But one of the, one of my favorite Landstorm moments is, I think, ooh, boy, don't quote me on this, but let's say 2006. I may be way wrong, but WrestleMania weekend when ROH did back-to-back shows, um, Brian Danielson defended the ROH world title against Lance Storm. And that was freaking awesome. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, I don't I don't remember the exact year. I'll have to look that up later. But yeah, uh, I'm not uh, seeing him uh in anything in Japan. Apparently he abruptly quit his podcast as well recently. That's are you are you on his wiki? Are you on his yes, wiki? Yes, yeah. Did it say when he worked ROH? Um, against Danielson. No, it, it was not. weird. It just says oh five the present for independent circuits. Oh, my um, do 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 do. Yeah, no Japan. Sick. Steen, uh, Ring of Honor, two thousand nine. Was the Danielson thing? Uh, Storm and Steen defeated Hero and Davy Richards. And I am not seeing him in Danielson. That'd be tight, though. Jeez. Maybe I'm on crack and it never happened. I thought I had, I think I have it on DVD, like, right next to my bookshelf. Not to delay this segment, but this is one of those things where as somebody who is like an encyclopedia, I have to know what's Don't ever type in Google Storm Danielson, because it'll just say Stormy Daniels right away. (laughs) I believe the match, let's see, Brian Danielson versus Lance. Let's I'll just go on cage match. Cage match has everything until you need to start reading the things because it's all in German. April 1st, 2006 at the Better Than Our Best card. Okay, that's. I thought it was 2006 WrestleMania. Good. It was Because I remember I was pissed because it was in Chicago Ridge and I didn't get to go. Oh, yes. So 2006. Of Honor, the face Danielson. Yep, April 1st. Wow. That was the WrestleMania you were at, right? Yep, 22. Um, so here's here's the card, just so you know. Uh, the main event, Colt Cabana defeated Homicide in a Chicago street fight. This match got an 8.47 out of 10 on cage match, which is recommended. Uh, Danielson defeated Lance Storm in 26-23. Gen Next, the team of Austin Aries and Roderick Strong defeated Shima Naruki Doi. Uh, that match got an wow. 8 and a quarter. <laughs> wow. Samoa Joe defeats Jimmy Yang, Christopher Daniels, and AJ Styles. Uh, Six-man tag. Masato Yoshino, Alex Shelley, and Jimmy Rave defeat the Doofixer team of Dragon Kid, Genki Horiguchi, and Ryo Saito. Delirious over Ricky Reyes. Jack Evans defeats Ace Steel, David Christ, Jake Christ, who are uh, OVE or OI4K, and Jimmy Jacobs and Matt Seidel. And then in the six-man tag, Allison Danger, Daisy Hayes, and Mischief defeated cheerleader Melissa and the Minnesota Home Wrecking Crew, which was Lacey and Rain. Uh, Derek Dempsey over Pelly Primu, Claudio Clastagnoli over Chad Coyer, Smash Bradley over Rhett Titus, and Flash Flanagan over Bobby Dempsey. That's a hell of a card. That's that a is actually a fantastic. And you have that on the uh, DVD, huh? 
I don't know if I have that on a DVD. I think I picked it up out of like a five dollar bin in an ROH show. I, oh man, take that or, Dragon or, Gate five dollar bin. Uh, when we were at Dragon Gate and I bought like thirty DVDs. Remember when I just went to that <laughs> bin? Yeah, you were just like what? You were like lost. You were like in a quicksand of uh, countless, countless entertainment. Hey, I'm gonna buy this. Uh, uh, I was thinking about getting this Kamikaze USA, USA shirt. You want one? Oh my God! What is in your hands? And I'm like, I need you to hold something. Like I had so many DVDs. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good old days. But anyway, getting back on business. We apologize for ranting. We do that though. Uh, as we said, Raw had the lowest rating ever for a go home show. Is this going to be a trend? Do you think? Is this just uh, it happens or? We continuously see reports over the last two months, SmackDown lowest rating, Raw lowest rating. Do they care, especially after these contracts they just signed for these TV deals? The contracts are done. They're signed, sealed, delivered. They are the the property of the networks. And sure, you know, I'm, I'm sure they're kind of afraid, but let's be real. Those ratings, Ryan, don't mean anything anymore. People can watch it on Hulu, on the network, on YouTube, on their Facebook page, on someone else's Facebook page, on someone else's YouTube. So, I mean, all of those are there. You know, no one really watches stuff live anymore. They really haven't within the last decade, I would say, especially with the invention of the DVRs. So I think there's a lot more to it. What matters now, as you stated, those contracts they just signed, what SmackDown has signed a notoriously low rated show. Well, obviously the advertisers are there because, you know, otherwise they wouldn't be getting a billion dollars over what, four or five years, what have you. Uh, and, and to credit to SmackDown for, for them getting that deal, I would say a, a, a component of that was having the matches during commercial breaks. Cause then people aren't going to be fast forwarding through those breaks where a la, you know, raw, they have three hours and, you know, there's more to kind of set up in between those breaks more so than on a SmackDown, which it seems like is always a tightly, uh, you know, more of a tight ship, you know, with the less amount of time. So I think as long as those advertisers are there, which obviously they are, that's all that matters to the investors, uh, to everyone on, on the board. And of course, USA, you know, and, and Fox now, you know, has, has their mind on. So, no, the numbers honestly don't matter. And as you've always emphasized, Ryan, everything's going to be network probably within the next couple of years anyways. And the subscriptions, again, that's key to them. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I agree. And that's, that's one of those things, too, where somebody was like, you know, New Japan World has 60,000 Japanese subscribers, but they do have 40,000 subscribers in America. So America's catching up to Japan, but... Guys, that's only a hundred thousand subscribers a month. That's not a big, big number. Is it that's a sale? And I said, I said no. At ten dollars, that's a million dollars a month. Yeah. How is it a failure? Every month they rake in a million dollars, and they're not doing anything special. Think about it. They still run the same things on like uh, you know Asashi TV or Geora or whatever whatever TV channel shows them overseas. They're they're. Mm-hmm. They're, so they're already going to have the same commentary. They're already bringing in the same talent. This is just extra cash in their back pocket that they're probably paying. The only thing they probably pay for that, that makes it that they lose money on is they, they have to pay for the bandwidth. So you get rid of the bandwidth they pay for, everything's profit. I mean, I've, I've heard a rumor that these, these U.S. or these English commentary shows, the ones that you're so fond of because you don't watch Japanese 
comments. I'm just kidding. I just said to call you on that. But no, I, I just want to know what know. some of these moves are called. I know. I know. I'm just being a smart ass. I'm just being a smart ass. But which, by the way, going back to your point, I read somewhere Jericho stated like increase of forty percent in a, in subscriptions of New Japan World since the beginning of this year. I'm yeah, sure they would like, like that number every quarter or every you know half year. I think it was something like at the beginning of the year before Jericho Omega, there was only 10,000 American subscribers. Wow. And Jericho brought in 30,000 of them. And like I said to you last, or, you know, on Friday when we did our G1 special, don't be shocked if we see Jericho Okada for the IC at Wrestle Kingdom. That's going to bring in a lot of new subscribers. As long as Omega just, get, or Okada gets rid of that red hair, I'm fine with that. You know, and, and we'll get to that because I still – I have no idea what to make of this gimmick, and I think for that reason I love it. Because we're watching, this is Midlife Crisis. No, the Tana. gimmick's fine. No. The red hair needs to go. It's, it's like they're all trying to show, like, chaos unity. Like, Yoshihashi went to red pants, too. You know, all these guys just Again, suddenly went to red. I, I don't get rid, of, get rid of red <laughs> But, uh... Yeah, but, that's that's just Demetrius said he's a clown basically is what he is. Wow, I guess Whoa. he could. Well, I mean he's throwing balloons. I don't know what it is, man. It's so weird. It is so. Yeah, weird. I don't get the balloons. I mean, is it because he was the big attraction for so long for eight hundred plus days as champ? That's how he feels, and he's like, "All right, I'm the circus. Everybody remember that." I, and, I don't know. The, it's it's crazy. In the in the in the wussiest way possible, I don't like a sad Kazu. I like I like happy. No. I like happy Kazu. <laughs> as as wussy as I may sound with that, but yeah. So anyway, kind of you know that kind of ties off with that. But uh, James Storm says he's ready for a full time WWE schedule. Should they give him another look? I would say yes. Why not? Um... I, I think it'll be you know, not a fresh character, but it'll be different. I, I think the most suitable aspect, of course, and not as a singles run, as a tag team where he shows, you know, a, a huge, uh, I would say is his strength, really. I mean, is, is in tag mm-hmm. team wrestling. And as we've been harping on for months, Bobby Roode totally, totally needs a refresh. Sorry, Randy Orton, same old-ish. But anywho, Bobby, or- uh, Bobby Roode, Bobby Orton, Bobby, Bobby Roode for sure. Uh, definitely. It's just, as I've been saying for a decade, they're the same person. Uh, but, but Bobby Roode and Storm together again, you get your money, man. That'll, that'll hopefully put a, uh, put a stinger into either the raw or SmackDown tag division, something different, something fun. Plus, you know, who doesn't like beer money? Exactly. Uh, speaking of signings, Jeff Cobb signs a deal with ring of honor. Uh, wow. Officially gets to NXT tomorrow. Um, Hulk Hogan so supposedly no signed. All in yet? I don't know. We'll, we'll get to that. I got an all-in segment coming up. Uh, Hulk Hogan signs supposedly a new deal. He's already. I guess he had a, a discussion with the locker room and and spoke that his was piece. Videotaped. Was it? Yeah. I heard everybody. Oh. Had, like I heard it went well. Minus Titus. Did, did he say something? Apparently, he's not happy with the reinstatement, allegedly. Ooh. Come on, man. We got to have this. That's fine, because Hulk Hogan's going to mentor Apollo Crews and take him from your punk ass anyway. 
falling under the ring and whatnot. Anyway, Daniel Bryan also supposedly signs the contract. Out of these four, what's your thoughts? Does uh, does Cobb to ROH do enough to make a big enough impact? Is Peraza going to get on NXT TV, NXT TV right away? Do we see Hulk on Raw or SmackDown? And does the Daniel Bryan renew mean we're not going to get the crap that I'm assuming we're always going to get for him from now on? Um, I would say Deanna Paratu in NXT, I think, yes. I mean, she has built a name over this uh, the past year, at, at least since I've kind of found out about her the last, you know, six months or so. Uh, I think she's a, a young, fresh pace that can move extremely well in the ring. Um, I think she has, you know, good interactions with the crowd. I think she'll be a, a good proponent for NXT. Uh, you know, what it means for All In, what it means with Marty Skrull, you know, who knows? Uh, you know, but maybe... Uh, I'm not going to get into that Easter egg later. But um, anywho, I, I think she's <laughs> I know where you're going. Great, you're going. I think she's, is, she the, is she the gateway to Marty's, to getting to Marty's girl? That's what you're thinking. I think so. I, I'm just, <laughs> just kind of... Oh, damn it. When Let's sign the about check. That earlier, and then Skrull will come with her. <laughs> we'll make him the new macho man. And Elizabeth, which, hey, why uh, not? I think that would be such a great duo. I want to know. Who goes, woof, woof. We got to sign her woman first. Get her in here. <laughs> I like it. Um, no, but I think she's going to she's gonna do fantastic. I cannot wait to see her in the, I'm assuming... May Young Classic. Jeff Cobb to ROH, that is just only going to mean more New Japan opponent appearances. That's why I think it's a win-win. I think Jeff Cobb and ROH, again, he's building his more more of the American, you know, again, people know him out West. People know him, you know, in the undergrounds of Lucha. But I think with Jeff Cobb, I think he's going to get more of a broader um, you know, kind of uh, experience as well as uh, showcase is, is what I really mean to mean. I think more people are going to get familiar with him. Uh, and who knows? I, you know, he's going to be all around. Maybe we'll see Ma- uh, Marazana Cuerto in uh, in an ROH ring, you know, kind of, you know, one day. Maybe because don't they have a relationship with each other? Or is that no, Lucian? Uh... Lucha Impact. and Impact does, yeah. I, Yuck, I think on the actually, ROH train, guys. I think he actually did Matanza Cuerno at that Twitch show. Speaking of that, though, apparently Impact offered Jeff Cobb a multi-year deal, and he turned them down. Whoa! What do you think about that, Don Callis? <laughs> You're supposed to do your Cyrus impression. Come on. I don't have a good Cyrus. I'm sorry. I, God bless him. That was the most annoying wrestling figure I think ever for me. Cyrus the virus. He was definitely that's why I, I, I enjoy him now since I can get that character out of my head um as of late. But I, I dislike Don Gallus for probably decades due to that that character. <laughs> um obviously so Dana Bryan thing I I think we should just leave not talked about until we see what happens. Yeah. I'm excited for Hulk to be back. I can't lie. I'm I'm fine. I don't know if we'll see him uh, tonight or tomorrow. Um, I don't think there's a reason to see him right away. I don't know. If, do you think we need to see him in an angle or him just coming out addressing the audience and then just kind of showing up for random appearances? 
I think if he's going to be random, he should be at SummerSlam. Just as an address or working an angle? Come on, oh, brother. Look, I'm telling you, if he's an angle, I don't care if people go, go 2018, you know, and, and all these angry people. But I'm telling you, if if everybody was the exact same skin tone, I would say the same thing. So it's not like... Don't people people call me like you can't do that, man. That's racist to have this angle. People keep saying this to me, but I'm telling you, he should mentor and be like the be the advocate like Paul Heyman is, but not in that way to Apollo freaking Cruz, man. Yeah. Apollo Cruz is one of the most underutilized guys on that Raw roster. And I know I say that about Machine Gun Carl Anderson on SmackDown, but the difference with him is he at least has a gimmick. And it works. He's been in big matches. Apollo Crews is just the fall guy for Titus Worldwide half the time. You know, he is better than being the Chase Owens of that group. Agreed. You know, <laughs> if that's the case, put somebody else in there. But I, I truly believe that this guy has a, a longevity in the company. You just need something to get him going. You need some mm-hmm. spark. And I'm telling you, if he played that red, white, and blue, you know, white meat, baby face type character. And you had him down and out. And he's like, he, you know, he's like, maybe I should just quit and, and just be done. And he throws his gear in his bag and you see a hand on his shoulder and, and you hear, Whoa. it's not going down like that, brother. And Hulk Hogan's there with them. The crowd would eat that up. I'm you telling know what you, man. Crazy is when you said all that, I was like, why not do the new Lex Express with Apollo Crews? Because he can actually work. And like you said, have a Hogan behind him. Oh my gosh. Book it. Think, think, think of this. And, and I don't mean to use this as the stereotype, but it's a perfect example of like body structure and minimal mic skills. But the difference was they pushed him. And I'm going to use Ahmed Johnson as a, as, a, as a perfect example. He was a big house dude who had very minimal mic skills. But for whatever reason, the WWE pushed him to the moon. And, and I use him as an example because I was with Isaiah up down a, a week or two ago, and I'm watching this Ahmed Johnson match, and I'm going, why is this guy getting such a push? He was, it was him and Brian Adams, and it sucked. Oh, yeah. It was so bad. It was the it was the Royal Rumble that No Yob happened at. We watched there with uh, Mil Mascaris. Um, but I just Apollo Cruz is so good. You know, watching him throughout throughout uh, Dragon Gate and doing all the stuff there. I just I know there's so much more to be used. And here's the kicker: is to say say he gets his gimmick over backstage where they get into his promos, but they realize he's a better heel than a face. If he turned on Hulk Hogan, boy, that gets him. Oh, that would solidify wow. him. Just that's what I'm saying, man. That's the guy to do this with. That's your dude. Wow. That's the guy. Because <laughs> eventually yeah, he. You told me things were going to be different. You told me I was going to get over. You told me this would work. And you just used me to get yourself back in the spotlight. And bam, he just jumps Hogan. The crowd would hate him. Mm-hmm. Oh, down to, come on. Yeah, that, my God. He's going to listen to my chair and mic my house. Mic it right now. Because this is the angle, man. This is the angle. 
Oh, um, but I'm he hyped. suddenly needs to talk. I mean, do, do you think he then could have that capability? Or again, they're just not highlighting that aspect for some reason. And having Titus O'Neill yell and mumble. He's a better Mike than Chris Benoit when Benoit got to the company. And what do they do with Ooh. Benoit? They paired man, and he became a yep. world champion. Get him with a guy who can cut a promo on the stick, and he's going to naturally just levitate towards it because he's talented and he'll learn. He's a damn. If you looked at in ring skill, Apollo Crews is in the upper echelon of that Raw roster. You wow. just need you just need to get the right thing there. And even if you didn't make him world champion, I would pay to watch him in an IC title feud. I mean, the IC title main event at Extreme Rules. It's obviously a big deal in the company again. I have no mm-hmm. problem if that want to put him. Put him in a program with Seth Rollins, it'd be tremendous. Oh, man. I guess anyone with Seth Rollins right now, but yes, that, that would be damn tremendous. Apollo Crews, you, like you said, it's some untapped potential. I mean, not to get all not contrite, but I mean, my thing is, is they're always looking for that minority star, for that black star, that Hispanic star, that whatever star. That's your guy. That guy could move. That guy is that John Cena. That guy is, you know, he's 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 hungry. He wants that. He he can absorb all that. He can be your talker. He could be your boys and girls club ambassador. He could be all that. Plus, again, he can work. He can get twenty twenty five minute matches and not just walk around in the ring and cock his arm or whatever weird illusion that he's, you know, Roman Reigns tries to illuminate every, uh, every week here. Um, yeah, that's the guy that, that is, you know, your token star, you know, of, of subgroup there that, that they always try to look to push. And, and like you said, it's been a no brainer for years. They're just have no brains apparently. <laughs> um, Let's 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 keep going. Let's keep going here, so we're not we're not eating too much on this. Um, Takashi uh, Takashi Morishima, who retired a few years ago, is coming out of retirement to work. I believe it's the October 18th Ricky Choshu show. Uh, Morishima was a big deal pro wrestling Noah for years upon years. Then made an ROH run. It was tremendous. Um, I don't know exactly what your answer may be on this, if if this was something that you ever took part in. But if you have one, what's your favorite Takeshi Morishima match? Whew. Oh, man, the list. I, I mean, I liked it when Tony Atlas, you know, kind of brought him <laughs> down. Ring said I thought that was a great pairing. But, I mean, I, I don't know. Him and McGinnis. Um, when, when, you know, when, when they teamed up uh, to take on Joe and Homicide, Back in ROH was was some good stuff there. Whoa, where did Tony Atlas come into play there? I got thrown for a loop. Because he managed <laughs> him in 2008 against Takeshi Rakayu. <laughs> was this a Noah? <laughs> Noah doubts. Alex Wiki's harder than and anybody. He has the same birthday as my mom, so even better. <laughs> To catch you, Morris, you meet, whatever. Welcome back. Uh, I, I got a mark on, obviously, Takeshi Morishima, <laughs> the match where he broke Brian Danielson's orbital in his eye. Jeez. And 
Danielson a month later uh, at the final battle decided that I don't care and put a big gauze bandage around his head and they had a fight without honor. And it was one of the craziest things I've ever seen in my life. Uh, Murashima, uh, former Ring of Honor champion, got to see him live against Austin Aries in St. Paul. It was awesome. Kudos to Takeshi Murashima. I hope because you uh, you retired a few years ago because of health. It doesn't affect you coming out and having this, but uh, yeah, kudos to that. G1 final on August 12th. Rey Mysterio is working it. Yeah. What does it take for the WWE Boom. Demetrius said uh, the Marishima uh, match against Aries when we thought Aries beat him for the title in St. Paul. Yep, I agree. That was the match. That was such a good match. We were second row. And we couldn't see the bottom of it from the people standing in front of us. And he hit Marishima's big ass with a brain buster and a 450. And all we could see is the ref's arm go down for three. But we couldn't see that Marishima kicked out. And everyone freaked out. And the ref was like, no, it's two. And we're like, oh, my God. And that was before there had ever been a two-time Ring of Honor world champion. So that would have been the first time ever. Craziest false false finish ever. It was just bonkers. Ah, but now that that's happened, yeah. What what does it say about the WWE thing? No, not not. They they haven't said if you know they're. I'm assuming they're allowing that, obviously, since they announced him um as of late. But uh, I don't know what the E is is doing. Why they're playing nice? What's going on? Again, what does it mean for All In? Of course, he wants to make sure that all his dates are um, you know, are fulfilled, but. The most important question is, is are we finally going to get that, that Mysterio Liger match? Or is that just going to be done forever? I'm kind of thinking we're going to get Mysterio Osprey at the G1 final. Is Liger a special enforcer or awesome commentator? <laughs> well, I just, I figure if there's one big Ray Mysterio match to have happen left for him for New Japan, they're going to want to do it the biggest they can. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, Liger could be the one, I don't know. It's interesting. It, you know, when you mentioned them playing nice, it's just the same thing. Like with Jericho too. <laughs> Demetrius True. said he will be in a tag match. No, it, it shows yeah. there's a graphic of them that it's him versus one other person is our, is it's a one-on-one match. Yeah. But it also said that at the last show he was supposed to be at, it said versus mystery opponent. And then it changed into a, that multi-man match. Wasn't that for the U S show before he got hurt? Oh, no, that was Liger. That was Liger. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. That'll be interesting. I I think that they're smart enough to know that they got... Here's, here's the thing, and I'll just go on a limb and say this. I think they're going to have Mysterio job to Osprey. The E is or New Japan? New Japan. <laughs> at the G1 well, yeah. final. I think they have Osprey go over him to get their guy the win. That would make sense, of, of course. But my thought to you is, is you know, so it's in the books, G1 final. Ray Mysterio is going to be there. Awesome. Uh, if, if he doesn't show up at all in, A, can the fans be mad? And B, like, how does, again, that make the WWE look? And does that matter since everybody at all in pretty much doesn't like the company? All I'm saying <laughs> is, like, can people be mad at Ray if he doesn't show up? September 1st. I don't know. That's And that's kind of where I've tied this together. Same thing with Deanna Perrazzo. Is yeah. Perrazzo still all in? Um, I don't know. 
I don't know what WWE is going to do here with these. WWE has to know that they signed contracts to be at these shows. I don't know. It's really interesting. I feel like WWE is just going to let them do it so they don't take heat. I, I think if WWE is truly interested in trying to sign the Bucks and these guys, they're going to try to play as nice as they can with all of them as long as possible to, to not piss them off. Because you make the wrong move, and they may say, I don't want to do it. I'll say this to you. Um, that, that The main event of Extreme Rules last night where the crowd was chanting like a rumble because they were bored um, for most of the match, if the elite would have showed up on the stage, how nuts of a pop would it have been? Like, they know... Uh... Bigger than Mustache Mountains at the UK night two, do you think? Well, that's the thing. I, I I agree. I mean, WWE knows that these guys are over everywhere they go, and they're the, they're the guy. They got it. They need them. They need these guys in their company. Why would they let the New Day work with them? Yeah. You know, I just I think that this is them. We got to play nice. We got to play hardball. We got to try to do everything we can to make them seem like we're an accommodating company, so they sign with us. Whew. Yeah, that's a huge. Um, I mean, but but do we view them as? I mean, AJ Styles said it perfectly. He was regarding, you know, answering a tweet. They said, "Oh, young bucks, you know, are they sellouts? Or are you going to be sellouts if you go to the E?" Styles, you know, pretty much replies like, "Hey, you get to a point in your career where you just want to make the money. Like you've busted your ass. You've you've you know you pounded yourself from town to town. You know, for decades. Now it's like, all right, we're we're still going to put in the work." We're going to be a little bit safer, and now we're making money. Like, can you fault them for that? Or, again, no, are they going to be no. turned on by the marks that are like, oh, you're a solo? No, and I think at some point it's just like AJ Styles, where I think, you know, AJ was a little nervous, I think, at first. But people got to understand that at a, at a certain point in your career, it's just like you got to do what's best for your family. You know, you got to make that money because there's not a lot of left, you know, longevity left in your career. You got to make that money while you can. Yeah. You know, wrestlers retire a lot earlier than other people. Uh, speaking about making money, can ROH and New Japan sell out Madison Square Garden April 6th when they do that show that has now been approved? I will say yes. Yes, they can. Madison Square Garden can hold anywhere from about, I believe, ten to 18,000. Um, I think if they go, if they do the seating max to about twelve to 14,000, I think, Ryan, they could definitely do the job. They've already announced, New Japan has already announced, their top three stars, Hiroshi Tanahashi, uh, Tetsuya Naito, and, of course, the Rainmaker, Sans Red Hair, I hope, Kazuchika Okada, uh, <laughs> already announced for the show um, that right there is, what, 8,000 seats right off the bat, <laughs> I, would, I would take the venture. Uh, I mean, as hot as LIJ and Naito was uh, on night two, Man, that guy could sell out, uh, I would say, the Fargo Dome. What? What? But, no, I, I think easily they could do about twelve to 14000 as we discussed. Could All In could have done more? Yeah, I think with the hype all around that. But I think with the hype, with ROH, um, you know, breaking free of the WWE's tentacles of them not allowing them to rent the building, you know, just a few months ago, uh, I, I think for the ire of the E, I think that is what's going to make people want to get tickets to the show. And, oh, yeah, New Japan's involved. And they promised the best of the best matchups, cross-promotion. 
yeah, this is going to sell out, bro. My only question is, is how much are the tickets? Yeah. I am in. <laughs> yeah. Gosh, that's so tight. That's so tight to think. Like, I I can't wait to see what is going to happen um, with with them running this. Like, I just, it's, it's, it's going to be wild. It's going to be wild, the fact that they're running Madison Square Garden. I don't know. It's what crazy. if Danielson is back? Say he doesn't resign with these. Say that's all, you know, it's not done yet, you know, as reported. Say he shows up at all in and then just builds that up until Mania season to go one on one against that company during their Super Bowl and they sell that out. Like, again, how, how pissed off would they be? But then again, my other thing is, is wouldn't they have the Bullet Club all signed by then? So again, it all kind of depends on, you know, where, where they kind of go. Can New Japan and ROH, Sands Bullet Club, Ryan, sell that twelve to 14,000 seats? It, it'll be tough. I think the New Japan, con, uh, you know, contingency definitely will help. But the Bullet Club is the draw. It's, I mean, it's it's a proven fact. And I think this puts even more emphasis on... WWE to try to make that signing once the new year hits. Yeah. Uh, Masa Saito passes away at 76 years old today. I uh, was battling Parkinson's. Uh, just got to give a shout out to him and his great career. For those of uh, you who recognize the name, uh, he was the one for famous for the Saito suplex, which a lot of these guys are throwing, dropping people on their heads. <laughs> uh, big draw. He was an AWA world champion. Uh, big draw in Japan as well. So kudos, Masa Saito. Uh, he was part of that New Japan versus WCW in 95 Starcade. I believe he uh, lost to Lex Luger in the third match of that card, if I remember correctly. Uh, so kudos, really? Masa Saito. Great career. Yeah, because the opener, Liger beat Benoit. See if I can remember this. Second match, I think it was Koji Kanemoto beat Eddie Guerrero. The third match was Luger beat uh, Luger beat Saito, and I think Shinjiro Otani beat Alex Wright, and then it was like Sting beat Muda, Flair beat Chono, and then I think Randy Savage beat Tenzan, and they came back down three one or something like that. I think it's how it went. I'll look it up. See how close I got. Um, but it was somewhere around those lines. Uh, last thing though, I got on the docket. Uh, women, the, the women may be getting their own big event kind of as a makeup for not being able to do the greatest Royal Rumble ever. You think this is a smart move? Is this going to sell? Uh, damn right it will sell. This is something I've been pushing, what, since late last year when I said, and you said, ah, maybe not so soon, but I said that, that the women's division in the WWE is their strongest suit. They had booking, well, minus last night, booking them, you know, rather well. <laughs> the talent is definitely there, uh, deservant of their show for sure, 110%. Hopefully they, they get a good uh, profit from it as well um, in their pockets because they have definitely deserved it for the last couple of years. Kudos to the E. Make this a reality. Make them have their own show again in 2019. Yeah, and that's the one thing, too, is I hope it's just a show. I hope it's not a whole, like, weekly show. That's what I kind of don't want it to be. Yeah, not now. Not like, oh, Women's Weekly. No, I mean, it's something you could build. 
Um, you know, not nothing now. I'd say 2019, 2020. But for now, yeah, I think you could do show. You maybe do two shows a year. But I think, yeah, now for that that greatest Royal Rumble, yes, give the women their show. Give them their props, their deservance, and the respect that they that they, you know, rightly are just due. Um, which also leads me to the the uh, May Young Classic. We have eight competitors now named on the May, May Young Classic. Io Shirai, Ginny, who is uh, that's, that, that's one of the main ones that me and Demetrius are talking about from England. Uh, Casey Cantanzaro, who was I think the first woman to ever win American Ninja Warrior. Former Whoa. WWE wrestler Caitlin, uh, Nicole Matthews, part of the Canadian Ninjas of Portia Perez. Uh, Bernice Gabriel from the Philippines. I don't know her. I apologize. And then uh, someone we saw last time, Rhea Ripley, uh, making another appearance. Yeah, she's tight. Obviously, we are. I mean, it starts what August eighth, I believe, is when they when they when they record it or do it. Mm-hmm. We got about three weeks left. How quick do you think they're going to start start spouting the rest of these names off? I would say probably within about a week. They they definitely got to do their bracketology show a week or two. Out from the actual uh, show here, well, obviously before the tapings. Um, so yeah, I would say within about yeah two weeks, we should definitely get a, a full uh, tournament card out there. And and how exciting is this going to be? Thirty two, just amazing talents from all over. Good gosh. So I was pretty close here, real quick before we go to break here. Um, so it was. Uh, the opener, Jushin Liger defeated Chris Benoit. The second match was Koji Kanemoto defeating Alex Wright, uh, not uh, uh, Kanemoto defeating Guerrero. I was wrong about that. Uh, Luger defeated Chono, not Saito. Saito actually lost to Johnny B. Bad. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Which, uh, uh, and then Otani defeated Eddie Guerrero, not Alex Wright. So I had those two wrong. Savage did defeat Tenzan, but then it wasn't Muda Sting defeated Kensuke Sasaki. Uh, was the was the match, huh. uh, which oh, then man. we saw um, Ric Flair defeat Luger and Sting by countout in a 28 minute number one contenders title match. It was a long match to be a countout. And then Ric Flair defeated Randy Savage for the world title, and then in a dark match, uh, Kensuke Sasaki defends the U.S. title against the One Man Gang. <laughs> you mean Hakeem? <laughs> Ooh. Uh, let's take a break. Come back. Are we going to dance hour. on our way to break? Yeah, I'm already doing it right now with the Slickster. Oh, man. I'm a job soul, bro. A job soul, bro. A job soul, bro. What you know? Isn't that what it is? <laughs> anyway, we'll be right back. We're going inside the universe. Don't go away. 2018, Radio. Man. Pure late-night hip-hop and R&B podcast, Soda Song Radio, hosted by Kyle Half-Find Adams. Every Thursday night, right here on the Strong Style Media Network, catch up on your latest on hip-hop and R&B, and hear Minnesota talent at 10 p.m. Central. But if you trust us the way I feel, I won't fold from the cards that you feel. Let's journey life together and make it worthwhile. Can't take it back like time, See, my life is like a movie, no rewinding. Killing mics like I got a license. Victim, I believe don't have religion. Just a higher power. Who power? I'm not so happy with it. But I take a breath. Regain my back. Set my feet when I'm walking. See if it ain't. 
I seen it all more than I care to reveal. I'm always sure to clear the air for the real. That's why I'm aiming at the grill, man, because it's how I feel. Nobody being sincere. We need some changes for real. Again, that's Thursdays right here on the Strong Style Media Network. Thursdays at 10 p.m. Central. And if you're a musician, you want to get your music heard on the show, send the MP3 over to Soda Sound at strongstylemedia.com. Peanut. Peanut. This right here is Alpha Brain. I just drank some of this in a shake. I got to tell you right now, I couldn't be more clear. You're Clarity. 50, so I use it. I don't do anything without it. I'm addicted to I, it. I know, but I'm 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 48, but I feel like I'm 26. I have a boner right now. I have so much energy. Like I actually, I, I'm I'm. And I took an Alpha Brain. I never do. I I want to fight you. I want to fight you. I want to go, chin down, and I want to bang, bang. Oh. Hey, I'm Dr. Asking. What's up? He's been distraught ever since his friend smoked him last week in fantasy football. Now he's grabbed this post and he won't respond. He's got Luzonic plays. What is He's a loser. He's not a loser. Okay, he's a loser. What can he do? With DraftKings, he could have easily challenged his friend to a rematch. Okay, I can't. What are you? I can't see that. You need glasses. I'm also an optometrist. At DraftKings, you can play free private contests whenever you want. Strong Style Media presents... Sportscast Radio, the one that started it all, with your host, Ryan Cook, and me, Jordan Jiskra. We're going to be giving you everything, and I mean everything from baseball, football, basketball, hockey, field hockey, soccer, survivor, even that weird sport where they do the hurdles and jump puddles in track and field. All right, maybe not that one, but from the college to the pros and from the rings to the rink, we've got you covered. Sportscast Radio. Your late night hip hop and R&B hey, podcast. Hey, Soda hey, 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 stars. Did uh, did, did the commercial Whoa, end? Are you talking about the ad? Are you talking about <laughs> the ad that was in my manifesto? <laughs> wait, wait. I did the did the commercial fully play through? It just stopped. No, it like just randomly stopped, and I was like, "Hey, welcome to the pop culture," because it seems like a Wednesday type of issue. <laughs> I was like, "Wait a minute." I was all excited to hear um, Bobby Lashley's music. What? Yuck. <laughs> and then I see Demetrius is gone. I was like, dang, something just went down. I was, uh, I was God, making sure my... Page un- is such a treat. <laughs> my, I was making sure my unruly son wasn't being even more unruly. Now, today he figured out how to climb out of his playpen. Whoa, so, Really? I'm sitting in, I'm in my office watching, you know, Extreme Rules, and I turn, and he's just standing in my doorway. He's like, hello, hello, and I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, you, you un, <laughs> un, un, unruly child. Anyway, 
Um, oh. Dave Meltzer just reported that James Ellsworth is not signed to a deal with the WWE right now. He is also still booked for indie dates. Ellsworth was not offered a deal upon his return to Money in the Bank. And Oscar destroyed him in Extreme Rules last night, caused speculation fans as to whether or not he was written off of TV again. What? That's stupid. <laughs> Do you, are you mad if there's no more? That was his write-off. He did. Did, did he even have a booking in China? Mm, I don't know. Was that all work? It might have been. Just so people could like, you know, oh, Ellsworth is back. I don't know. Good for him. He got his spot back. People cheered. It's over. Uh, the Barclays Center just tweeted, just announced Universal Champion Brock Lesnar will appear live in Brooklyn for Monday Night Raw on August 20th. Okay, spoiler alert. <laughs> they're just a, they're just Not a you from, just from the Barclays Center. Oh, because yeah. they don't want to lose out on any tickets. I get it. I get it. Best. What is this now? Um, Are you on the Barclays Twitter? Also, shout out, uh, if you're on Twitter, listening audience, at WrestleCast underscore SSM. Again, WrestleCast underscore SSM. Uh, so, more more stuff here. Um, there's been several conflicting reports on Daniel Bryan and whether he's resigned yet. Dave Meltzer, the observer, continues to deny that a deal can reach while multiple other sources have said that Daniel Bryan has indeed signed a new deal. Take this with a grain of salt for now. Uh, Sean Rossap from Fightful.com says, no, I'm admitting that with, the mo- with almost any story, there's a possibility of that. Regardless of report or source, especially within this line of work, sticking with my source. Dave Meltzer said, Daniel Bryan has not signed. Nothing has changed. So he is ca- Dave Meltzer's calling out the dude who reported and saying, I don't know where you got your stuff, but he never signed. Wow. This just dropped as we were we were on break here. Um, oh man, he still might be at all in. Who uh, might? Oh yeah, he might be at all in. That would seriously would, would that? And I was there, 2011 Money in the Bank, seeing Punk John Cena, uh, the last day of Punk's contract. Uh, and of course the, the fantastic five-star classic they put on again, the aura for sure was a reasoning behind that, behind that. But I think the roof might go off if somehow he just shows up. It's the final countdown. Do you think it's better if we know in advance or if he, or if final countdown just plays, you get the laser neon light shooting. Yeah. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. I just want it to happen. Uh, speaking of happening, are we going on the on the Jericho cruise? Did you see the first match announced? Woo! I would like to now it's for the, sure because what a wow! Alpha Club versus the Bullet Club. Chris Jericho and the Young Bucks to take on Kenny Omega, Marty Skrull, and Cody Rhodes. Jeez, that's a Whoa. hell of a match. Sea sickness. I hope none of them are. Uh, yeah, that's, <laughs> I, I hope that's somehow going to be on a fight TV or something like that. Cause that'd be one I like to see, especially in the circumstance, but yeah, that's, uh, that's a take all my money now, please type of match. The Man. alpha club, the bucks and Jericho as a team, the thrill seekers would be proud. 
I, uh, I'm now excited after we get off air to watch the uh, Being the Elite from this week where they're talking to Omega and Cody in their Alpha Club shirts, and Kenny looks like, what the hell are you doing, type thing. So that'll be interesting. But let's um, let's do our due diligence, and let's knock this out the park here the best that we humanly possibly can. Raw SmackDown from this week, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Monday Night Raw, I, I think this is the best way to do it. I'll just run down the card. We'll give our thoughts. Uh, we got Nia Jackson, Natty defeat Alexa Bliss and Mickey James. I went two stars. Mojo defeated Noe Jose. I went two and a quarter. Bo Dallas defeated Matt Hardy. I went two and a quarter. Ember Moon defeated Liv Morgan. Another two and a quarter. Corbin and Elias defeated Balor Ooh. and Rude. I went two and three quarters. And then McIntyre defeated Rollins. I went three and a quarter actually on that one. I I would have ventured a little higher to be honest with you, but I I'll, I'll take that. That was a hell of a main event for sure, especially from how dismal the rest of the ninety hours were that night. <laughs> um, you know, just I guess takeaways from this raw. What did you think? This was the go home. Um, they really went as hard as they could with that opening brawl. Uh, shout out to Finn Balor being part of the breakup crew with Mike Kanellis. To sweeten con- it up. Man, I'm like, is this what they think of Finn Balor? To sweeten it. <laughs> he he chose no, like, just whatever. He was just too sweeting the spot. Like, how awesome was that? Um, <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I think it's all been done before. Like, it was, this was just a lame go-home show. This isn't the 90s. This isn't 2000. This isn't four months ago when they did the exact same brawl. The whole locker room is going to split with these two people. No. Try something new. Try cutting a, a promo where none of them use, you know, the B word or, you know, just the same. Old, I, I don't know. To me, it was just redundant. It did nothing to sell me on that match where I thought the previous week's they did with their tag matches and their lack of chemistry and just hatred on each other was great, but this just didn't do anything for me. Again, it was just same old bleep. Yeah, agreed. It was just, it was just a show. And I say that with for raw ratings, I didn't give them bad ratings. You know what I mean? Like I was like, oh, yeah. isn't fun. I like that main event, though. I, I thought what McIntyre and, you know, and, and Rollins did, that's something where give it a longer time, a longer, you know, framework, which obviously they're doing, you know, for months down the road. Give that a pay-per-view main event. That will definitely change a lot of minds. Like mine was changed, you know, with this uh, latest stint in NXT, but especially what he's been doing since he's been paired with Ziggler. Uh, but damn, give that match any pay-per-view main event, that could easily be the East best match of the year. Yeah, it was it was fun. I mean, it was it was a fun match. I can't. I don't have I don't have any problem, and I'm glad he won too. You know what I mean? Like I'm glad yeah. he didn't job to Rollins. Now he's gonna be banned from ringside. Oh, because that's always the obvious <laughs> thing. So I give him that. Um, a little upset, no, no banks and Bailey. Maybe they're still being from uh, being punished from Bailey telling her she ain't bleep. You gotta when, stretch uh, it out, yeah. 
it seemed like they had no idea what was going on with half of that when the crowd was excited. Oh man. Um, but overall, I mean, what 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 did you think of the Owens sitting in the locker room or the office of Angle thing? Was that just like what are they are they just spinning tires on on Kevin Owens? They are, and I don't like what they're doing, especially stemming from last night. I liked the match itself, but the spot. I, I, I want them to stop making him the spot guy, or let's be real, the fall guy for Strowman. But, uh, hey, again, what's nice about it is is uh, Kevin Owens is definitely all game for whatever he can do to help elevate both. And, and that's what Owens has, can do well. He could be a hell of a foil to just about anyone, face or heel. So I think in that end, it's it's not you know always having that comedic, uh, comedic um, Braun Strowman that we're kind of you know on the fence about as of you know well since he picked a ten year old out of the crowd, a planted ten <laughs> year old in the crowd by the way. Um, but still, he made it at least a little bit of fun. This has brought out you know that that beast a little bit more. Um, you know, out of Braun Strowman, but uh, you got to give credit to Owens. Uh, Thankfully they gave him that date off uh, to go see Shania a few weeks back. So I guess he has that going for him. Yeah. That's how you got that company clout, son. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, Um, again, it's, it's, it sucks because you, we all know these two can be, be more. I like the cage stipulation again, going into extreme rules. Um, but how they kind of built this, again, it's just been backstage antics and stuff that can be, you know, done a little bit more. It, it, if that makes sense. Like, again, no, we just does. expect so much. But it does. And that's maybe our problem. Not yeah. everything's a 25-minute match. No, and, and yeah, no, you're right. That's that's going to be kind of the telling tale even when we get to the next fall, too. Um, move on to SmackDown. Would be cool if we move to SmackDown. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Uh, AJ Styles defeats... That was SmackDown. <laughs> now, now, this is the one I got a little bit of a beef, and I want to bring it up to you and see if you understand where I'm coming from on this. So AJ Styles defeats Shinsuke Nakamura. I went two and three quarters on it. thought it was a fun match until it ends in a DQ, which then leads up to the Teddy Long special. We get Rusev and Shinsuke Nakamura defeating Styles and Hardy. I went two and a half. Uh, Asuka defeats... James Ellsworth, I went half star. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Andrade Cien almost defeats Sin Cara. I went three and a half stars. This match ruled. Uh, this was the best Hunico match I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> uh, uh, they both looked fantastic. Uh, I was finally happy to get what, what I've been hearing and reading about on the house show circuit. So I was very happy to kind of see what they've been cooking up over the last few weeks. Almost as far like, look, dude, I don't do crap matches. So if you can't hang, then you better tell him we're not working. And he's like, but we're friends. Shut up. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Shut up. He does the, he does the lead in the corner. And then Zelina Vega does the Naito in respect. And then he hits the chest and puts up the hand. I was like, let's go. I was so into it. I thought that match was tremendous. The foot stomp to the floor. Uh, mm-hmm. Some of the bumps they took were they did the the uh, the head scissors Canadian destroyer like I, I'm Vince is probably what the hell is that you know you know <laughs> what was going on that match was great that was that was one of the that might have been the best match on SmackDown all year uh, and then Ooh. the main event New Day and 
Team Hell No. Team Hell No. Uh, the Bludgeon Brothers Insanity. I went two stars, and apparently I didn't write down who won. Who won that match? Uh, the faces did, unfortunately. Um, Daniel Bryan uh, knocking out his doppelganger oh, with the running Eric knee. Young. That's right, with the knee. Yeah, it was... I mean, it was exactly what, you, what you'd expect a 10-man with them would be, but look... And I was fine with it. Those teams, I was like, okay, I was kind of on the hell no bus for about two seconds there, and then Kane walked in the ring, and I was like, oh. <laughs> now, let me tell you my beef with this show. If you take out <laughs> all the... I, I um, know, I know for sure. <laughs> this is the laziest booking I've ever seen in my entire life. Because you've just rehashed Asuka and Ellsworth two weeks in a row because I don't think Carmella's good enough to do an in-ring continuation of their storyline, and they proved me right at Extreme Rules. And they had to use Ellsworth as a fall option to get through two weeks of television. That's how bad this was. You needed to use two weeks of television by having Ellsworth just run away. It's stupid. It's a waste. Then you take... All right, we don't we don't know how to progress Styles and, and Rusev anymore because we don't really care. Let's just have him wrestle Nakamura again. Now I said Isn't this that to the biggest knock. Isn't that the biggest effing knock on all of oh, that? No. That's the biggest travesty because when you have the hottest property in Rusev and the best worker, one of the best workers, if not your world champion, by the way, who had to get hit, who had to get Rochambeau'd what, month after month after month against one of the best people in all the world in Shinsuke Nakamura, do, you know, which could have been built into a great potential matchup, series of matchups, into a just pushed away to the damn side. It's That's the biggest travesty, I would say, in uh, WWE right now, is the lack of everything in this match. I'm going to tell you what the biggest travesty is that's bigger than that in a few minutes here. You may believe it, but I'm going to tell you what I think it is. So let, let me just lay this out, because I was talking to Demetrius about this last week when he was over, and we're like, are you kidding me again? How many times Shot have they wrestled this WrestleMania? They've wrestled at WrestleMania, Backlash, Money in the Bank, SmackDown, SmackDown, and the greatest Royal Rumble ever. They've had six matches Smackdown. since, yeah, they've, so they've two SmackDown, four pay-per-views. Since April, right? Yep. Okay. I'm not oh, kidding. Pop- I'm pretty sure they've had three SmackDown matches because they had the stipulation one like a few weeks ago. They had a one way after Mania and then, uh, or a little after Mania, and then they had the one this past Tuesday. So that's, that's even more. Um, <laughs> correct. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to see if I can, I'm going to try to cage match this and see if I can. Okay, it doesn't pull up. So, okay, we'll we'll say seven. So they've had seven matches since April. In three and a half months, they've wrestled seven times. Okada and Tanahashi have wrestled eleven times in in eight years. <laughs> and people say that they've wrestled too much. Man, they always wrestle. What do you mean they always they wrestle? Always They've wrestled three times in a G1 and had eight pay-per-view matches that three of them were Wrestle Kingdoms. And people, they wrestle each other. Nakamura and Styles have had seven matches in three and a half months. 
This is lazy booking. And then to kick it off with your gripe about the, the most over guy with your best champion, God, we still got to put them together. How do we do this? We'll just put him and Hardy in it and make it a tag match, and we'll just end the match halfway, and then we'll make another tag match and then finish the entire first hour that way. Which, by the way, Ryan, they have done this formula on WWE TV for, what, the last two months? The singles matches and the tag matches. Doesn't matter if it's Monday or Tuesday. Why is this a recurring theme? This is the most lazy book SmackDown I've ever seen in my life. Like, this was, oh, crap, we lost all of our notes. What do we do? Let's have the two opponents... Let's have them rematch, and then we'll have their opponents come out to make it a tag. We'll just redo what we did with Asuka and Ellsworth. We'll take these other matches and just put them together for a giant 10-man to build that on. And I don't know, Mm -hmm. uh, you two, you guys are just standing there hanging on. Why don't you guys wrestle the middle of the show? And that's what what Almas and Cena, Cara was. Here, we just need another match. You guys go out there. That's what this show felt like to me. This felt like they had no idea what to do. This is an independent wrestling show where you have two, four, six, where you, where you have like 14 people on your roster and you got to fill two hours so everybody does double duty. That's what this felt like wow. to me. It was pathetic. It was trash. This was terrible. It was a, tra- it was a terrible, and, and not even terrible in-ring-wise. Like I said, you know, I went two and three quarters on Styles and Nakamura, which had a bad finish. Bad finishes ruined matches for me. I went three and a half on Almas and, and, and Sin Cara. But then again, you take that out of the equation, I also had a two-star main event and a half-star semi-main event. I mean, it was, ugh. It was, ugh. It was bad. It was terrible. Where's, where's that goddamn button? There it is. Minus five stars. It sucked. Remember That's when right. there used to be the pride and joy of WrestleCast Radio was Tuesday night Jeez. SmackDown? Uh, remember when we used to be so to watch Smack? Huh? We were so into it we'd watch Talking Smack. Oh, man. And, sort and of. God that, that just seemed like a better time in America. I don't know what else to do. Uh, we need to fill another 15 minutes. Why don't we just have The Miz do his talk show again with Team Hell No? Let's get to the shark cage. I I cringe, I cried, and I was like, wow, Ryan is not going to like this. I wanted to say something so bad, but I was like, I know he has not watched it yet. I want to have the surprise be there. I sent you a picture of the screenshot of my television. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, When Paige was like, we need to do something to make sure that you can't. Excuse me, I'm um, having anti-indigestion indigestion from this. When... When she's like, we got to do something to keep you out of the way. I went, oh, my God, they're going to do another shark cage. And they did another shark cage. Usually you just ban them from ringside, but nope, shark cage. Since 2018, 2017, the new in thing is shark cages. Shark cages and breaking vehicles. <laughs> Shout out to last week on, on Raw or whatever. Oh, oh gosh. God. Do you want to do you want to go to the want to go to the pay per view? I do. We have to. Yes, yes. Let's go. Quick, to the real quick before we go to Extreme Rules, I'm going to say this real quick. Uh, I don't know. Did you watch NXT this week? I did not. Uh, it was on my list, but I did not. 
NXT this week, uh, Adam Cole defeats Danny Burch. I went three stars. Pretty fun match. Uh, Kyrie Sane defeats Vanessa Bourne. I went two and three quarters. But my goodness gracious, Undisputed Era regained their tag titles in a match against the Mustache Mountain. I'm going to tell you this. I knew the winner of this match before I watched it, and I went five stars. This was hmm. the best tag match I've seen this is on par with the Golden Lovers Young Bucks. And I'll tell you what, if I didn't know who won, I might have said this is the best tag match of the year. I might have wow. put that over that match. The emotion and, like, like I was sitting forward and I knew I knew who won this match. And I'm, I'm like, panting because I'm, I'm so emotionally into this match because I feel so bad for what's happening to these guys. And and the story they told, I don't want to give it away because I want people to watch this match. We can talk it next week. But, mm-hmm. guys, if you got 20 minutes, watch Undisputed but Era really, Mustache. Their first one was so great, though, from the U.K., so it exceeds it that, away. is what you're saying? It blows, this blows it away. Wow. Is it because the the technicality of the, of the actual wrestling where the first match, of course, everyone's excited, so they're throwing everything out. Is there more psychology to the rematch. This was one of the most sympathetic stories I've ever, ever felt toward a baby face. And Whoa. incredible to me about this match is you could easily go, well, why doesn't Bate just stop this? Well, Tyler Bates, a white meat bread baby face, and they don't cheat. They believe in the rules and yeah. watching the sympathy, because we all know, so if you remember from the UK thing, the big thing was Trent Seven's knee, where they roughed up his knee, and he, he fought through the pain and the anguish of his knee. And, was he Ray Mysterio? <laughs> my left knee. And obviously, the same thing happens again. But mm-hmm. just just the story they tell, is it's incredible. It was just tremendous. I'm telling oh, you, go out and watch this. When, You'll be watching this knowing the finish, and you'll be feeling bad for what's happening. And you'll be going, God, I wish you would just go in there, but I understand why you're not. Because you're the, it's, it's, I'm frustrated because you're not interfering. But you're the white meat baby face, and you don't believe in that. You believe in the good. And the story they tell is just, in, in Trent Seven's, you know, pleading for Bate to not do anything, and Bate's trying to help him, and he won't. Oh my God, it's just, it's incredible. And in the meantime, Kyle O'Reilly's screaming, trying to, like, end this match. And he's doing, oh, it's. Oh, that's awesome. You know what else is cool is, who knows, maybe, oh, I, I guarantee I will watch this. But it could also be uh, on this Saturday's uh, WrestleCast Radio Presents, uh, our half year plus a little bit more awards. Uh, so you're saying this could possibly be on my top matches of 2018? It's it's incredible. It's if you're if you're a, you're a person, Alex, who loves movies, like like you love movies. I feel to the point that I love wrestling, like mm-hmm. where you're doing pop culture and you're going, damn it, I wish you would have watched that so we could talk about it on the show. Where I'm going, yeah. damn it, I wish you could have found time to watch this so we could talk about it on the show. That's exactly how I am with you are with the movies. But, you know, people have priorities and lives. We just choose to not have lives when it comes to certain things. That's yes. because we're, you know, and it is what it is. This is one of those things where I'm, I'm pleading with you. When you finished WrestleCast, go right away and watch it. Just go watch it if you can. Take 20 minutes and watch it. You will not 
disappointed. And I emphasize the movie aspect because you are somebody who understands the nuances in movies where, you know, this character's trying to play this part and they're trying to exude this, this type of, uh, you know, uh, emotion and, and support that they need to give their, their partner and things and blah, blah, blah. Like you understand like the mental and the emotional side of movies that, that I yep. wish I could understand. This match is that. This is the epitome of a roller coaster movie that just blew my freaking mind how fantastic it was. And and the the image at the end of, of I mean, you obviously know the finish, right? You know how this goes because WWE yes, spoils yes. The it's the exact, end of um, it where you see you know Kyle O'Reilly standing on the ramp and he's slow air guitaring his belt because he finally got it back and he's smiling but he's so beat up and Tyler Bate is is leaning over his his best friend and his you know Trent Seven's his teacher and mentor in wrestling it's his father you could say it's his big brother and he's leaning over him with a towel and he's he's massaging him and consoling him and Trent Seven's just sitting there going I'm sorry I'm so sorry and he's like, it's okay, man. I still want, like, it's just, it's just, it's so good. Oh man, I'm ah, oh, I'm excited I'm, for that. I'm, I'm just, that hot, 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 hot action. That's what I texted you. That yep, um, in the group yep. chat at like five thirty. I was like, I got to get done in case you watched it. I gotta fly through this so we can talk it. And as I'm going watching, I'm going, I can't. I'm so glad I watched this. It's. I'm telling you, it's you're gonna you're gonna start crossing out matches that you had for match of the year because this is gonna jump those. So yeah, I also off- definitely gotta watch that Mustafa Ali and and Buddy Murphy match too. I've heard yeah. it's been fantastic God, on Patrol good. Five Live. Um, I'll is find that a de- possibly a preview on Ryan's uh, top matches of the year so far? Why not this Saturday night? blogtalkradio.com forward slash strong style media. Also check us out on uh, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, iTunes, or Radio TuneIn, all that good stuff. Google Play, boom. The the Ali Buddy Murphy match was from the March 6th, 2018 205 Live. Well, what was the one from like two days or two weeks ago? And then everyone oh, was I, like, oh. I got like everyone four or like seven stars. That'll be on my, so. So the nice thing is we don't have another um, G one show until Thursday. We got three shows off. Um, be, I wait till the light, the latest possible time I can to watch Raw and SmackDown. I have some free time to catch up on some other stuff. So um, I think All Japan has a show this week. I might might peep, might might check out. But um, yeah, I, it, like I said, when we get off air, if you got twenty minutes, watch it and text me how you what you thought of it. I'll be at Tacos. But text me anyway and let me know your thought because I'm just I can't I I know you're gonna you're gonna go oh my god this I can't believe I didn't watch this before it's it's incredible <laughs> and it, it makes me go why the hell do I did I do I not watch NXT more like it blows my yeah, mind yeah I, I, I question that and it's only like forty minutes like it's so weird I mm-hmm. I do question that like thanks E no I would say it's because of Monday and Tuesday it's just dragged me down so much. I that's why I watch them on fast forward over the weekend. I just saw the Hulkster five minutes after being reinstated. Picture, God, that's terrible. That's, that's pretty great. Horrible, horrible, but I love it. <laughs> Damn, the internet um, is savage. Thank you. Speaking of savage, no Randy here. Extreme rules. Uh, oh. Did you watch the 
special. I saw the second match. Um, someone told me that there wasn't even the Almas Sin Cara match. So I was like, well, I don't need to watch it till later. And so I saw the tag match only. And then found out there was a match. So the, the kickoff match, uh, Sanity defeats the New Day in a tables match. So there wasn't a Sin Cara Almas match rematch? Uh, not that I know of. There might have, but I didn't watch that far. So I was just, it a dark I, match then? Probably. Interesting. Uh, I went three stars on this. I really liked the finish. Um, yes. Kofi was going for the German. Uh, Alexander Wolf starts biting him as he leans out to get away from the bite. Uh, Eric Young comes off with an elbow from the apron, putting him to the table. Cool finish, fun match. I liked the um, Big E. And, and Xavier Woods going to block the the double superplex with the double powerbomb, and then Kofi mm-hmm. double puts. Fun little match. But yeah, I went three stars. I was pleasantly surprised with this opener. I thought this was fun. I, I thought I was like, give me more of these, you know, these two teams. I think it's a, a fresh uh, feud, especially for the new day, of course. But uh, I like Sanity. I like their style. I like, you know, Big Demo, a.k.a. Killian Dane. Uh, that guy has has future champ all uh, written all over, um, or shaved into you know his his hairy back or whatnot. But I, Alexander Wolf is growing on me with each match. I like his mannerisms. I like his way in the ring. Yes, he's the fall guy, but uh, he definitely has uh, has some quirks to him that makes him stand out out of that group. So I thought this was a fun match. I like the edgier New Day when it comes to these type of matches. Um, wish it was given a little bit more time, but hey, I'm fine, you know, if this kind of drags on to the Barclays Center. Uh, by the way, I should just point this out. Um, you know, the, the, the reaches you get on Facebook, like we had 42 people saw this post for WrestleCast today. Um, yeah. Our G1 show is at 44,464 people reached. Jeez. Thanks, Facebook. <laughs> yeah, you guys are tight. Um, and I'm trying to invite people, but it didn't work. Anyway, I just I blew my mind that I saw that, so I thought I would say it and, and brag about it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, the B team defeats the Deleter of Worlds for the titles. I went two and three quarters on this. I loved wow. Bray Wyatt demanding Bo Dallas into the ring, yes. and he wouldn't do it. Yes. I'm not scared of you, no. and then he wouldn't do it. Um, you know, it was what it was. It was a quick finish. I didn't hate it. They did just the minimal amount to make it fun, and then they got out of there. I'm, I surprisingly didn't hate it. I had it at three stars, too, Alex, and I crossed it out, but two and three quarters, because there's no way that this was a three-star match. I was surprised. But I really liked it. Two stars. Now, what did you think, Alex? Uh, I I just thought it, you you were talking about lazy. It was the first time we've seen Bray, you know, kind of in a match in in a while, uh, especially since the the accident there. But uh, it was good, you know. It had its nuances. I liked the the beginning, like you like you said, the the Bray Wyatt Bo Dallas thing, and then Dallas tagging out. Uh, it was good to see, you know, the B team get gold. But to me, it just this was pointless. Like, is Matt, is this broken, woken Matt Hardy gimmick over? Because uh, he's won gold. It didn't really do so well with Bray Wyatt, which you would think that would go over like gangbusters. 
but just kind of, you know, soften the water. I think this is obviously meant to do another, you know, lake of reincarnation type of setup, possibly at SummerSlam or the Raw before or after SummerSlam uh, in order so we see those aliases of Axel um, and Bo Dallas come out, I think, for a little bit of fun. But let's be real. The question we should be asking, which, by the way, I did not like this match whatsoever. It was it was your raw match, you know, over the last two weeks, except there was four people in the ring instead of three. Uh, but my real question to you is AOP. When did they come in and, and just smash the B team tonight? SummerSlam after SummerSlam. When is that going to become a reality? Uh, I'm going to go after SummerSlam because I think by the finish with Matt Hardy getting shoved into Wyatt, my premonition of them breaking up after losing the titles, I think it's still in play. I told you. I said both teams are going to are going to lose the tag title match and then have SummerSlam matches. And I think if it wasn't for a real injury, I'd be two for two on this. Yeah. Thanks, Kane. And I literally mean thanks, Kane. <laughs> That's the um, bullet, that one. You ready for another shock, Alex? Yes. Finn Balor defeats Baron Corbin. Uh, I went three and a quarter. I, I'm, that's not a shocker, sir. I, I would agree with you on on that one. I, I thought Constable Corbin, uh, I don't know if it's because he's wearing clothes, or that thinning <laughs> hair isn't staring at me all that much, but I'm enjoying this character and uh, because I'm actually paying attention to the wrestling maneuvers to his character and not everything else that was kind of, you know, outshining everything. One like thing that really stands, yeah. Well, one thing that really stands out for me about Baron Corbin that usually was an issue, and I, a lot of times I blame Swagger. him, I think, but I think it's partially his opponents too, excuse me, was the fact that he would do that big boss man where he would go out and go back in. Mm-hmm. And half the time his opponents would just stand there Like John Cena at SummerSlam last year Just stood there like an idiot And waited for him to run back in and clothesline him Makes it look terrible If you look at the last two times this happened on Raw here The one time uh, who, did he, who was he with um, On Raw In that tag match uh, Bobby Roode Bobby Roode and then Finn Balor on Extreme Rules They both are selling And then turning around mm-hmm. and feeding into the line they're not standing yeah. there like Cena was going, oh, and then eating the lariat. Like, that move looks really good when your opponent's paying attention. And I, and I realized that wasn't his fault. That was his opponent's fault for being idiots. Um, so that jacked it up a notch. But I thought he's looked really good the last couple of weeks. Yes. I don't know if it's just he's re, re, rejuvenated by getting a push or it's just – you know, if you work 50, Finn Balor 50 times in two months, you're just naturally going to become better. I don't know what it is, it's, but I, I tell you what, I, I really enjoy this match. To get the marks on the interwebs uh, to change their mind on certain people, do you think they just have them, uh, the E just has Finn Balor face them throughout the summer? Happened with Elias last year. It's happening with Baron Corbin, it seems like, you know, in, in the June and July months here. Yes, I, I think you're right. It, to go back to your point, the opponents do have something to, to, you know, make Corbin look good. Uh, or maybe he just feels more comfortable because again, let's not forget the AJ styles matchups he had late last year as well. And kind of, you know, part of those four ways for the number one contendership. So he's, he's looked good, you know, on occasions, but I think that again, this refresh of a character and persona has definitely helped Corbin, uh, tremendously. 
And, and, you know, to piggyback off of what you said, I think it's a lot of, too, like Daniel Bryan, when they asked him, you know, are you upset working big Kaz? He said, no, I like helping the young guys get better and move along yes. because the the industry has to evolve, and we won't have jobs if we don't continue to make stars that we can huh. continue to wrestle. Um, I think Finn, Finn Balor is another guy who gets that, and I think Finn Balor takes it as a challenge, and I think that's why he's recognized as good as he is, is because he can make people better. And i tell you what, you know, John Cena didn't make Baron Corbin look good, but Finn Balor did. I give Finn Balor credit. This match was this was my second favorite match of the night. Wow, this would be in my top four for sure. Yeah, this this was my second favorite. Uh, going from that, we're gonna go twelve to, matches, by the way. Yeah, I just kept writing, going, "What the bleep!" Like how they many? Numbers- like what four matches in the first hour? I was like, "Oh, it's got to be ninety minutes." No, only fifty-eight minutes. Okay. Weird. Yeah, but, but when you have your next match, you know. Um, I didn't tell you I was pleasantly happy when I saw three hours forty minutes on my um on my network, <laughs> which is still three hours and forty minutes, and I was happy, yeah. which is still ridiculous. But uh, yeah, this was my, I guess least favorite or second least favorite, depending how I want to rate this. I want a star and a half. Carmella defeats Oscar. Um, star and a half. I, it was trash. This match sucked. Um, Oscar looks terrible, and Carmella looks terrible. No, Asuka no, Oscar does not look terrible. Hey, I love the, the flat good. hair look. I was like, all right, Oscar, all right, she's gonna kick some ass. Uh, new look, new persona. Uh, this match unfortunately got a zero for me. I'm a Carmella fan. I'm an Oscar fan. I'm a eh, I'm an Ellsworth. Hey, props to you, man. You are definitely uh, making that money, but. To me, again, this was all just a setup. Like you stated earlier, you know, through, you know, in the news and rumors, uh, you know, he's not signed. He's not going to be a part of this. This was essentially just a way to get Ellsworth uh, off TV, to get Asuka, unfortunately, in the back of the rotation for a woman's shot and for Carmella to lose the strap at SummerSlam against, I, I don't know, Naomi, Becky Lynch, uh, maybe someone, but maybe they'll just give it to the Ionics, which, or Iconics, which, whatever. Um, but with Carmella, again, the best thing in this was that that shark cage spot. I don't know why, but I just giggled. I was like, like you said, wow, about time. But B, I was just like, all right, they're gonna give her that heelish way out. Um, so yeah, this that that's when it went up to one eighth of a star. This match sucked for me. Asuka couldn't have looked more any more disinterested in pro wrestling exactly. than I've ever seen. Why do they not like their Japanese talent, by the way? <laughs> she does. She did her normal spots, her, you know, her kicks and punches. Didn't even look like she really cared when she was doing them. Yeah. Uh, Carmella barely sold, spent more time sitting in a corner. Ellsworth. She wasn't in the explain, match. Explain to me why Ellsworth. So, you know, I, what I want to know is, is, did they, now maybe, maybe I'm the only one that caught this. So if I'm the only one that caught this, maybe I I will think a little different about this match. Well, but, how that person can get all that stuff in a jacket and technically isn't the ref supposed to check the guy or person going in the shark cage for weapons? Not even close to that. Why am I sitting there going, hey, why did that production guy just stick, uh, just, just Velcro Ellsworth's foot to the front door? Yep. And then, oh, that's why, because he's going to fall trying to get out, 
and then hang upside down wearing a freaking flak jacket like he's Roman Reigns. <laughs> Why was he? And, and God forbid, I, I, I'm not a fan of him as much as I used to be, and I'm kind of over him. But kudos to Corey Graves for saying, why is Ellsworth wearing a flak jacket? Because why was he wearing a flak jacket? That was stupid. This match sucked. And then the finish, Oscar gets shoved into the into the, the shark cage, which she probably missed hitting it by half of a foot. And on top of missing it through about half of a foot, she kicks Ellsworth about seven times and then just stands there and Carmella doesn't even get up to shove her into it. So there's a lot of, there, there's as much time in between Carmella shoving Asuka as there was from Becky Lynch being stranded by Alexa Bliss in Money in the Bank, not knocking over the ladder when Lynch looked like an idiot having to wait for Bliss. That's what this, it was, this sucked. This match sucked. And I was really into this pay-per-view. When, when, when you mean to tell me I have three three-star matches or higher on my first matches for WWE, that's like a good G1 night for me. I was into this show. Do you want to, can we move on so I can keep my rant going? Yes, um, but let me, start, let me start off first before your rant. So the next match, oh, I was like, wow, you had a title that. match. Huh? I said my rant was going to tire them wasting oh, time. Going, 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 sir. They waste all this time with Asuka not getting thrown into it. And then after the match, she spends another 15 minutes kicking Ellsworth. Yeah. Why is this happening? Nobody cares. There's no reason for this. She's beating up the people. Is she going heel? Is she a face? Does she not know what's going on? Just a, an asinine, terrible segment. So then they get to the U.S. title match, and whether it's a Jeff Hardy injury, they went, oh, bleep, we wasted too much time in the previous match. Before the bell rings, he nutshots Jeff Hardy. The bell rings, and he hits him with the King Sasha, and the match goes quicker than Bundy S.D. Jones at WrestleMania. <laughs> like, really? This, this could have been a decently fun match because Nakamura went to Phantom Soul, the Whisper of the Wind, and the Twist of Fate. He would have made him pay for screwing up. And that's the match they give us. But wait, we had to end that so quick because the other thing took so long and we wanted to bring back the Viper, Randy Orton, who comes in the ring, stares down Nakamura, and then Jeff Hardy, who's already beaten, decides to trip him, spread his legs, and kick him in the nuts, and then leave. (laughs) The hell is going on here, man? And the announcers, oh, the Viper strikes. And they don't know what else to say. Why did he? Why did he kick Jeff Hardy in the nuts? And and on top of it, this isn't one of those. This isn't one of those things, Alex. Too, where I'm going to go. Ooh, I can't wait to tune into Tuesday to find out why he did it. No, I don't give a crap why he did it. That was stupid. This sucks. So this match, I don't know if this is my least favorite or my second least favorite, but this got a NA, a non-applicable. This didn't even get the dud. This got not applicable. Alex, I apologize for going. No, I I love it because I I share the exact same emotion due to the fact that I hyped the bleep out of Jeff Hardy, Shinsuke Nakamura. 
I say, wow, you are going to be in for a treat. This is going to be insane. I haven't been excited for a Jeff Hardy match since SummerSlam 09 when he faced Punk in that tremendous TLC match. Uh, a game changer for Punk's career, that's for sure. I'll be it for a second. But uh, I was like, okay, they could do a lot. They've been hyping, you know, kind of these two. And then, though, when he hit the nut shot before the bell, I laughed and I said, wow. That's where they're going with it. And I was actually okay with it. But the BS that happened afterwards, that's when I got angry. I was okay with Shinsuke winning the belt in seconds, making me yep. look like a full thinking, okay, whatever. But the, the, the trash that is the Viper, the one who just looks so disenchanted with everything, uh, looked like, you know, he came out of the, uh, what was that, that, that crappy match from last year that made every, oh, the House of Horrors match. It looked like in one, <laughs> one segment he had a facial hair, the other, you know, he's clean shaven. Or it's, you know, night or, or, or it's daytime. It was just so ridiculous. And it's like, okay, the night and daytime scenario goes to why did he attack Jeff Hardy? What's huh. the meaning? Yuck, I don't care. Move forward. Give me Almas Nakamura. That's the only Bubble thing I God. care about. Otherwise, get, get rid of all of that. You know what I've just had? I've had a, a <clears throat> another premonition, Alex. They're going to do Hardy Art and Nakamura at SummerSlam because they got to do three yep. ways. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Before we go to Owens Braun, I'm going to take 30 seconds to just let Toro Yano serenade us with his version yes. of the Rainmaker. Okay. I feel better. I feel better letting Yano Okada Okada Ghetto 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 Honey Ghetto. Uh, last week, for those of you who had no idea what was going on there, uh, we played Toriano singing over the Okada theme music. And uh, if you go on the YouTube page that I that I later told everyone to go to, uh, you could read what the lyrics meant. It was pretty entertaining. I love how ghetto <laughs> is the rude word, by the way. <laughs> uh, Kevin Owens defeats Braun Strowman. Cage match. I loved it. I went two and a half. What? But I think... Let me tell you why. I went two and a half because, one, I started falling asleep during this match last night because I was so mad from the way Oscar Nakamura... Japanese talent? That's why you were mad? Yep. And also, um, I was just part of... I just had sour grapes. So I'll I'll let you talk this match. Because the second... Like, I'm not going to lie about the second they went cage match on Monday, I went, well... That means Owens is going to take another stupid bump, but he'll probably win this time because he gets thrown off of the cage. And then they did it. <laughs> I went, all right, well, it looked really cool, but I... Don't I know I, why you're lucky with that in life, man. You just know, whoosh. Uh, so Perfect. Was, but but now to be fair, I was, I was pissed off. I was extremely tired, and I knew what the finish was going to be. 
But I still went two and a half because I enjoyed what I saw in, the, in it. I enjoyed the Kevin Owens suck it. I enjoyed him yelling yep. at him that he was going to escape. Um, obviously, you got to have Braun break something so we knew that we knew the cuffs would have happened. But uh, mm-hmm. for that reason, I, I might have went higher in different circumstances if I wasn't mad and it wasn't a well. All they're doing is having Braun throw uh, Kevin Owens off of ladders and porta potties and things, so they got to throw him off a, ch- uh, a cage. It's the only thing left. Um, but otherwise, I did like it. I did like it. But yeah, Alex, take the floor. I mean, you you legitimately said everything, but no, I, I would say what I liked about it was was Braun Strowman, it, you know, pretty much calling out Owen, says, you're a prize fighter, then fight me. I liked how it brought that fire back out. I liked how we saw the Owens of old, whether it was, you know, the, the handcuff shenanigans or him just trying to pummel the crap out of Braun Strowman or escape through the cage door. Um, I, I thought it was... It was good for what it was. I, I thought it was going to be a lot shorter than, you know, the, the eight minutes uh, that it got there. But um, the, the spots of it all, you know, even the handcuff spot was just a little bit obvious. I thought he was going to pull the ropes down. And then I was like, no, you can't do that because there's literally eight more matches left on this pay-per-view. So, no, two hours and 44 minutes still to go. Can't do that. But... No, I liked how he called Kevin Owens out. I liked how he had the fight back, like you said, to suck it. Um, the spot for me, you know, let's be let's be real though. Owens, as as much as horrible as this is gonna sound, he took that spot perfectly, tremendously, yeah. beautifully. So there, you know, when when they when I, the first time I said, okay, he's fine, because he just laid back like, all right, <laughs> here it goes, and and you know, he just took it like a veteran would take a table spot from that. But I think it's been done enough times where he doesn't need, that doesn't need to be his MO. I get it because of this feud. It makes sense. The monster knocking him off, you know, the, the 40 story building, what have you. So, you know, in that context, it makes sense, but let's get him back on track. Let's get him back in a title hunt, whether that's with Braun or whether that's with, I, I don't know, Roman Reigns. Let's hope not, but. No, I, I agree. I, you know what scared me the most? That, that <laughs> joke slam that he hit him with, by the way, was, was pretty tight. With Where he was in the handcuffs, he just like picked him up like, bam! I was like, yikes! When, uh, when Braun starts like showboating and screaming from the top of the cage, I'm going, God, I hope he doesn't fall. Because he's like, and I'm like, he's going to tip over. He seemed way comfortable. Yeah, yeah, and he shouldn't have looked. But then again, we didn't know he was a he was a legendary spelunker too with the grappling hook. So I guess I should <laughs> I should look at it that way. And you know, I'm what, looking. And I, another thing I pointed out as he was on that cage, I look over to Callie and say, "You know what's the crazy thing is that guy's not your champion." I said, "You look yeah. at him on top of that cage right now, and the fans are going nuts, and he just literally threw someone thirty feet in the air onto a table." and looked stronger than ever, and that guy is not and has yet to become a champion. And she was like, really? I was like, nothing. I was like, and this guy was way more over six months ago than he is now, and he has yet to hold a WWE title. And and this is the epitome of what I'll say, too, with my issue with this match, is when it's all said and done, this feud, you know... It, is this the end of the feud, do you think? Uh, yes, yes. 
Braun Strowman loses Unless another. Unless they have a pig pen match with Phineas Godwin as special <laughs> pin pen, pen referee or pen referee. Pig and hog. But, but another feud goes down and Braun Strowman's the loser. What do you mean he threw him off a cage? Who won the match? Well, yeah, but no one remembers that. You remember who got, you know, who threw who re- off the cage. I remember it. And they tend to mic. They tend to. They tend to treat my. Ho- I just snorted on air. They tend to treat my house like the sheriff in Stranger Things house. By the Ooh. way that they fuck. Um, I'm just saying, Justice like. For Bob. <laughs> I got three episodes left of season two to watch. We're gonna watch them, I think, tonight at the tacos. So I'm gonna nice. finish it tonight. Um, no, but it's just like, I understand. Yay! He threw him off, but once again. He loses the match and loses the pay-per-view and loses the feud. But that's the beauty of it. A, none of these guys need wins or losses. But B, that fuels Kevin Owens' character. Like, yeah, I got thrown off, but I got the win. I beat the beast. So, again, that helps that character out. But for Strowman, again, it doesn't matter. He's picking 10-year-old plants in the audience. He has the beast in the bank. He's fine. I, and, and, like, I get all that. I 100% get all that. But, you know, you said it before when it's all said and done is why doesn't this guy win matches? Yeah. Like, I'm sure all that for- loony that he just re-signed for uh, doesn't does matter. Do they still have loonies <laughs> in Canada? They might. They, well, loonies are in um, Sweden. Really? I always thought that was a Canadian goose, which then became their currency. No, because uh, on the um, the 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 we want oh they're only here to remind you that hockey's back after the lockout when the Sedin twins came in as uh, Swedish Swedish dancers for the bachelor party, and he's like oh I got a lunas nice <laughs> they leave the hotel. anyway um, I'm looking at the match times on here almost over Sin Cara seven Sanity over New Day eight B Team over Deleters eight. Balor over Corbin, 820. Carmelo over Asuka, five and a quarter. Nakamura over Hardy, six. Owens over Strowman, eight and five seconds, uh, which then goes eight minutes, 20 seconds. The Bludgeon Brothers defeat Team Hell No, which they attacked beforehand. Um, supposedly, what's his name? Uh, Kane uh, broke his ass. He was in a boot. What? I didn't know that. I guess that was like a real injury, and that's why they did it. Is um, he was another partner. How many people are in the back? Oh, Johnny Gargano's here for some reason. Hey, go make the greatest underdog tag team of all time. You you want to go that route? I'll hundred percent back you up. Why can't you just have tight? Exactly. Like I know that's not the best answer, but why can't he just come out? (laughs) Like. I don't know. So, Bludgeon Brothers get the victory. Uh, it's a two-on-one most of the match. Kane can barely walk. He's legitimately yeah. injured. And thankfully, that means we will not see Kane and Daniel Bryan at SummerSlam. Hopefully, that means Thank we'll get God. Miz and Daniel Bryan. Um, I, went, what did I, I went two and a quarter on this match. Uh, Alex, next match, 14 minutes, 50 seconds. Bobby Lashley defeats Roman Reigns. This was an enjoyable match for about, I would say, three quarters. A lot of it was frustrating. A lot of it was the same old, 
Um, a lot of it was, here's a suplex, here's a punch <laughs> to the face, here's a suplex. But, you know, you could see that these guys were, you know, as, as vanilla as they are, they were they were trying to one-up each other. So it was really nice to kind of see that aspect of it. Um, but really, I mean, the crowd wasn't really even into it. I was surprised to see this match come up, what, four from the uh, the main event? Yeah. Because Agreed. rumors were going in, that's your closer. So I think the crowd was kind of deflated from that to give it any emotion. But again, you look at who's in the ring there. But I thought these two put on a, a, a pretty damn good Raw TV match that just happened to be on a pay-per-view. Um, he won with the spear. He won with the lamest spear after they were treating off suplexes and punches. He won with the lamest spear, which I laughed. I was like, oh, yeah, that's Reigns' lame move, too. So I got a <laughs> hey, chuckle out of that. Um, Is it a triple threat go- at SummerSlam? Here you go, Alex. This was my match of the night. Wow. <laughs> did you faint? I did. I was soul fainted. I went three and a half on this match. <laughs> I thought I I gave this a better score than Okada J White. Wow. I I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was the lack of the lack of excitement for this match or just uh, just how hard hitting it was. Did you wake up from the previous match? Was that that, that boost of adrenaline? No, I so after I after I fell asleep during the cage match, I fell asleep again during the SmackDown tag match, and then I called it a night last night. So Reigns and Lashley was the first match I watched today. So I was bright and early, fresh, ready to roll for my continuation of spending my two days off watching forty hours of wrestling. Which <laughs> um, <laughs> is all I do. Oh, no, he's not kidding, guys. Forty hours of wrestling, <laughs> legit. But I. I don't know if it's the fact that I couldn't believe he speared him to win the match. And that was, I don't know what it was. I have no idea what it was. I don't know how to justify it. All I know is when I was done, I went, holy crap. I really enjoyed that match. That match was freaking <laughs> awesome. And I went three That's and a awesome. half. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what else to say about it. I think you said everything exactly. That was, if I watch it again, I'll probably go lower. So for that reason, I'm not going to watch it just to not hinder what my thoughts were. But for whatever reason, I, I thought it was the best match of the show. I really liked it. I, I, I would say good. for this, like, kind of like how you were last night on Owens Braun, uh, I did like this match. We did have company over kind of at that time, so I was like trying to be like, hello, how are you? And then looking at the TV, looking at the TV while talking to them when obviously I'm not engaging in the actual conversation, <laughs> but trying to figure <laughs> out what this match is. And then towards, you know, kind of the, the hot spot, if you will, I'm holding the conversation and like trying to peer or leer at the side of my eyes and be like, all right, let me see where this is going. Uh, you know, but, but again, for what I liked, I mean, I gave it three stars. So I'm sure on a rewatch, I'll probably actually give it a little bit higher, but um, this was a match I was looking forward to. And I, and I think they did good work. I would say. In, in the words of Randall, if he was the call, I really like that. Bobby Lashley's Bobby Lashley's he's, I, I'm enjoying his WWE run. I, call me a Mark, man. Call me a shill. I, I'm not that much of a, a freaking Mark for the E anymore, so let me have one of these terrible guys. I guess is where I'm at. Let me have a bad wrestler for once. <laughs> I can't get into anything else. But I don't know. I just, I'm just enjoying Lashley. I'm just enjoying him. But uh, 
we go to what we told you. This woman should not be doing extreme rules matches. Uh, Alexa Bliss defeats Nia Jackson with two and a quarter. Um, I would have went less if it wasn't for the fact that I didn't know Ronda Rousey ran a four three forty um, for when she sprinted from one end of the ring to the other to stop Alexa Bliss from being <laughs> beat or climbing out. Um, she murdered Mickey James, by the way. Yep. Uh, Mickey James beat that ass with a kendo stick, though, and you could tell it was payback. The in-ring stuff wasn't that great. I thought it, I, I thought Bliss bumped her hey, ass it off. Was the it was I, um, a, she, they were hitting each other harder. I thought I yeah I would I would give kudos to the kendo stick being used properly, unlike the. I like the um, I like the gorilla press spot onto the garbage can. I thought that was a cool spot. Yeah. I've never seen that before, so I thought that was pretty cool. Um, Bliss put it over well too. She, I mean, she powdered from it. So good job on that. I thought that was cool. I've never seen that done before. But like, they bring chairs in the ring, and I, I swear it's the the piddliest little chair shots I've ever seen in my life. They're just, eh, they just don't do anything for me. But you know, I thought Rousey was cool when she jumped in. Um, Natalia was nowhere to be found. No, but not at all. I mean. She, she just got her, got whooped up with it. Yeah, Rousey came. Rousey's over everywhere she goes, man. It's they're they're doing something right with her. Um, I don't know anything else on that one. You got nothing special. I mean, again, three way. I mean, Alexa, Alexa Bliss, Nia Jax, Ronda Rousey, SummerSlam. That's the obvious, correct? I think that's the way you go if you want Rousey to win the title because then you can have. Then this. you do. I uh, because then you do have your Banks Bailey match, you know. Finally, especially uh, in Brooklyn, you know, kind of where it started, you know, three years ago. Uh, it was three years ago from their phenomenal NXT match. Uh, AJ Styles defeats Rusev. I went three stars. Nice, simple match. Loved it. Um, nothing stood out too crazy for me, but I didn't hate any of it, which is all I asked for. Um, you loved it a lot more than I did, I believe. Then, what is your thoughts? No, on this I, it was a great. Great TV events. I mean, again, this is suitable for your, your main event on a SmackDown. I uh, wish they would have done more. The fans were invested. The fans were hot for uh, Aiden English to kind of come out and, and serenade uh, Rusev and all of Rusev Day, which I thought was awesome. Uh, you know, it's it just was a cluster. Um, the You know, how they booked this match from, you know, getting Rusev the number one contendership to leading up to last night. Uh, it, it just could have been so much more. I don't know if they're going to continue this going to SummerSlam. I would venture to say no, uh, but Rusev gave it a hell of a try. Of course, you know, playing the foil Aiden English, taking that top term buckle cover off. And of course, Rusev will, will eat that and then also eat a beautiful, phenomenal forearm as well, AJ Styles, you know, he he's great. He he looks great even when he doesn't look like he's all in. And again, I'm not saying anything negative, but you're just like, man, just what is he holding in? What are they saying? Okay, you know, you know the two of them want to tear the roof off, especially being the seconds of the last match. But I just wonder yeah. if they're just being held from doing something, from lack of time to them just saying, no, no, you don't need to do that, which is a shame because Rusev deserves this, for God's sake. Bray yeah. Wyatt's got a championship reign under his belt. This was a perfect time for Rusev to finally claim his. 
Yeah, I I agree. I agree. Uh, then the main event. We we get Ooh, the Iron the Man. The match you hated the most. <laughs> I went three and a quarter. Um, probably my second, third favorite, wherever you want to put it. Um, it was it was good, but I thought it could have been so much more. And I don't discredit the nine falls because I like seeing that. We saw with the Bar Hardy's one that it worked having a lot of falls, but. The fact that Dolph Ziggler could not get any falls by himself kind of bummed me out. Yeah, I don't know if it should bum you out. I, I, I yeah, I guess it should. Like, like <laughs> he, 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 he is, he is, but you know, I don't know. Like I said, I might have just been nitpicking it, and. You know, this was another match, too, where there was a... These guys had a really hot open and a really hot close. The crowd definitely gave them their props on the open and definitely gave them their props on the close. But in the middle of the match, they looked like they were too focused on what the clock was doing than just wrestling like they normally would. The crowd and you seemed could... to be more invested in the clock than the match. Oh, the, or the crowd was over this. The crowd yeah. was telling them, we don't give a crap. They, At about the 20-minute mark, they lost the crowd. And I think it's because they put, like, nine pinfalls in there. And it was just kind of like, all right, what do you guys do? I, I get you're doing something different. But then immediately after those falls, they just started going to, like, rest hold after rest hold after rest hold. And then that's when the crowd, every minute, eight, seven, six, the best is when they would go, and do the Royal Rumble noise. Do you think um, this match was hurt because it was last on a very, very long show? Do you think WWE Conspiracy Files, this was sabotaged <laughs> in a way? Not Rollins, because he's their boy, but Ziggler. No, but to be fair, chance. we said that this should be the main event. We wanted this as the main event. Yeah. I just, but it's a, is it a victim of circumstance, of that timing? The people are already there, including the one-hour pre-show with the, the mystery match none of us have seen with Almas and Zingara. <laughs> this is four and a half hours right off the bat. Then you get to this match, which is another 30-plus minutes. I think they were just a victim of... It just didn't click last night. I mean, when they were when they went hard and you, they knew what they were doing and the, you know they had the plan stuff, it looked good. Mm-hmm. But that I mean, and there's a video you can watch where um, where Ziggler's like, "Oh man, they're getting even louder now," um, and Rollins is like, "They should have never took the time off the scoreboard. All it did was piss them off or something like that." When they were in that <laughs> chicken wing laying on the canvas. And you could hear them like talking how they were. They knew the crowd was not into it, and they just they started buying time themselves. Like, let's just get through this, even though it's going to piss people off, and let's just get to the home stretch. And I'll tell you what, the end of the match was fantastic. The beginning stretch was fantastic. That's why I still went three and a quarter. When they were working, it was great. It just it seemed like they were okay. We got to get to this minute. Okay, we got to get to this minute, and. I don't know, it just kind of kicked me out of the match a little bit. But it was, I mean, it's still in three and a quarter. I thought it was fine. I thought it was a fine match. Agreed. I did, I was expecting a lot from this match. Like when, when I was in Sioux Falls and they announced to, you know, the Iron Man match 30 minutes, I said, wow, that is going to steal the show Dolph Ziggler style. 
albeit I, I did enjoy it. It just wasn't my favorite out of their, you know, kind of matches they had, you know, kind of, you know, the weeks leading up to it, including, you know, the tag matches that, that were being had as well. So, you know, it's, it was fine. I, I think it's unfortunately a victim of, of long, long time running, but new Japan does the same amount of time. And, and, you know, their last three matches are always like, wow, you know, they kind of wake you up in a little word this time. It was just like, ugh, how many more matches? Yeah. And that's the difference. When you have the quality to put that out, you can go that far. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I, I totally did enjoy again. You know, I, I, I appreciate what they did. I liked how they had the overtime. You know, it wasn't, you know, didn't end on a WCW tie. You know, and then, of course, Ziggler you know, kind of getting that zigzag at the end there for the win. You know, it was a nice touch. Rollins will eventually move on uh, to the world title. We shall see. But let's be real, probably not until Survivor Series. Yeah. Um, that was Extreme Rules. Uh, let's take our last break. Come back. We're in hour three. Let's talk nights one through three, the G1. Uh, what hit, what missed. Little disappointments, too. We'll talk it all. Don't go away. WrestleCast Radio. Missing out on an awesome show sucks. SeatGeek is an app that lets you track your favorite artists and notifies you when they announce new shows nearby. You can even connect your favorite music services so that you never miss out again. SeatGeek, the smart way to buy tickets. Fan of pro wrestling like we are? Yeah. We got you covered. Yeah. From WWE, New Japan, Ring of Honor, Impact, Lucha Underground, All Japan, and more. We're talking the highs and lows in pro wrestling. Heck, we're even giving you people from the Okadas and Omega. We're even talking the Bone Soldiers and Enzo Amori. Sorry, Daniel. We'll stick to guys like this. Ryan Cook here, and you can check me out along with my co-host Alex Mello each Monday night, 6 p.m. Central Standard Time, right here on the Strong Style Media Network. Okay, I'm going to get that jersey for Steven. Oh, that Michigan sweatshirt is perfect for Susie. Ryan is going to love this hat. Fanatics.com has great gifts for all the sports fans in your life. Go to Fanatics.com right now and get free shipping and up to 10% cash back on absolutely everything. Every sport, every team. Fanatics.com, where sports fans shop. Calling all fight fans worldwide. My name is Elijah McNeil, and I'm one half of the best boxing podcast on the net. The one and only Standing Account Radio. Do you like hard-hitting commentary, analysis, and banter? Tune in on Sundays at 10 p.m. with my co-host, Ryan the Technical Legend Cook, and I break it down. That's the Standing Account Radio, 10 p.m. Sundays, Strong Style Media. Call Ashley. 
Yeah, it's about time you called that girl. No, no, no. He just talked to that girl two hours ago. You got to let love marinate. Put love in that bag. Marinate. Mmm, love going to be in that bag like, mm, I can't wait to talk to him tomorrow. What? And then after it marinates, no, you're going to pull it out. Jamie, who's Alexa? Say it. Say it, Jamie. You Alexa. That's right. I'm Alexa. Thanks, guys, but I'll take it from here. Put your middle fingers to the sky. Togi Makabe coming at you right now. Ah! Whoa, 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 Shouldn't that have been muted? Instead, due to copyright, we cannot play this music. <laughs> no, I, I played the copyrighted version. The real version is uh, a song I've actually heard before. I can't remember the name of it, but uh, I heard the real version today. Don't turn around. <laughs> Don't turn around. Because you're going to get hit with a headbutt or a throat punch. <laughs> Hi, oh, hi. <laughs> uh, G1 Climax 28 kicking off with a. Alex, this might have been the most disappointing night one of a G1 I've seen. Ever? And you've seen all of them. Um, and I'm going to say this with having my either my first or second favorite match. Of the of the tournament so far on this show, where I was the high mark on this guy, um, breaking out some of the undercard. Uh, Tomohiro Ishii and Sho Tanaka defeated uh, Toru Yano and Yo. I went three and a quarter. Fun, fun opening match with the two tag teams split up. Uh, Sonata and Naito defeated Omega and Owens. I went two and three quarters. But let's get to night one of the tournament. This is the one we were both alluding to that we didn't know, like, should we like this or not? <laughs> I went three and three quarters, Alex. Togi Makabe defeats not... Yoshihashi. This match was awesome. Disagree. This was yeah. awesome. I feel bad because, uh, I mean, Karma, obviously, my new Japan Karma came up to me. Uh, listen to our fantastic G1 special uh, that we uh, recorded last Friday, of course, on the archives, blogtalkradio.com forward slash strong style media as well as iTunes, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, so on and so on. But uh, if you kind of paid attention to that, I apparently suck at uh, at trying to book New Japan still. I've learned a little bit of ways. Um, yes, I did pick Makabe Yoshihashi, but I didn't expect these guys to have a hell of a match. Yoshihashi looking focused. He looked younger than on his entrance video. On his entrance video, I was like, who's that old dude? And why did he go back in time and become this dominant version of Yoshihashi? If we get more of that, that he could be a surprise. He can get six, you know, possibly six points if he brings the ruckus like that, especially in that A block. Uh, but Makabe looking like he found the fountain of youth. He was just going at it, just two old wily vets uh, beating the cra- uh, the crap out of each other. But uh, good good way to start off the the tournament, I would say. Awesome back and forth. I I thoroughly enjoyed the you know the the big spots near the end where Hashi finally is sitting on the top rope and he will not let him pull him off to give him the spider suplex. So he rams mm-hmm. his head into the ring post like three times, <laughs> hits the spider suplex, hits the King Kong knee drop, gets the victory. Togi Makabe, two points. Tremendous match. Just a tremendous match. 
then we Unlike went this next match. Downhill. I went two and three quarters, and that was me being generous. Adam Page beats Bad Luck Folly by DQ. Ugh. If you're having the Gorillas of Destiny come out and attack to set an example, boy, you better tell Not me that story me. because I don't understand why you would come out and cost your, your stablemate a G1 win. That's why I gave this a star. And in reality, Adam Page had a four-star match because to kind of do whatever he had to try to do against three of these guys. But, uh, yeah, to me, it just made no sense. It was like, oh, this is what Bullet Club was originally about. And like you just said, why cost your guy these points here? If you're going to do this throughout the whole tournament to take out the competition, well, if you're losing matches, you're not going to be where it all counts in the finals, and then bringing a championship to the whatever-the-hell committee that you just named yourself, or organization, if you will. But, uh, yeah, that, that finish just really pissed me off, WCW style. Yeah, I was just like, hmm, okay, well, that was fun. Thanks for that. <laughs> um, Michael Elgin defeats Evil. Really hard-hitting match. I went four and a quarter on this, Alex. What do you think? I'm so happy you did because this was a match where, of course, my heart is always with evil. Uh, but I forget. Elgin looked good. He looked like he was leaner. You know, he still had the muscle, but he looked like he was moving, like he wasn't carrying so much weight around, uh, which which made it for a good back and forth. I thought evil was going to be laid out pretty early on. But uh, it kind of uh, took me for an unexpectedness, uh, you know, when they had that last, like, five-minute stretch of counter-reversals after, you know, what, uh, I don't know, everything is evil to, you know, Splash Mountains to Lariats to Super Kicks to Falcon Arrows. I mean, there was everything in that last stretch, and it was great. I did not expect to see Elgin win, especially, you know, as, as high I am with evil. But then I forgot, oh, yeah, Elgin just was the never-open heavyweight champion. So kind of, you know, I, I could see where they kind of went with this. But uh, this was a great, uh, great, hard, uh, stiff match at times. But uh, a rivalry I wouldn't mind seeing down the road or at least another matchup with these two. Really really fun with all the powerbomb counters, too, um, and, and the actual powerbombs he was hitting. Um, big moves, big bumps, big spots. I liked it. Um Next match is where controversies. Okay, good. Because I was going to say, this is where controversy is going to follow me. I've seen people have this at about three and three quarters. Uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi defeats Minoru Suzuki. Alex, I went four and three quarters. I almost went the full five. I almost went five. I I went about four, seven. Yeah, so four and three quarters. Um, I I, I love this match. I love the history. I just love seeing, you know, the, the. what is New Japan Pro Wrestling now? You know, kind of the the vintage classic, if you will. Even though Minoru Suzuki has has revamped himself in the last what two years, year and a half since coming back, um, and and Tana, you know, looking rejuvenated after that Okada matchup a few months ago. But I I just loved everything. Yes, there was submissions, but of course there is. It's a Minoru Suzuki match. Yes, a Tanahashi is going to play air guitar and hit random sentons. But, hey, because it's a Hiroshi Tanahashi match, when you get these two together, uh, you know, it's it's nothing like their Wrestle Kingdom match 
Uh, but it was sure damn fun. This was a nice hit in the arm, um, you know, for, for the G1, a, a great semi-main event. What did you like about it, Ryan? Damn, going back to Wrestle Kingdom 6, what's up? That's what I'm talking about. I think it's when they wrestled. Um, or two, one of the two. But uh, I loved the the ever-so-simple but so brutal legwork that Suzuki did. Mm-hmm. He grabbed a limb. And he ripped that thing apart. And, you know, we saw Tanahashi could convey the, the sympathy that he can get. Um, the slap fest that the two of them had was brutal. He slapped the, I'm going to just say it right now. He slapped the shit out of Tanahashi. <laughs> I mean, it was, I'm like, oh my God, you're killing him. And then when Tanahashi finally tries to hit his dragon screw, and Suzuki blocks it, so he gives him a reverse dragon screw, to which Minoru Suzuki had one of the scariest cells I've ever seen in my life to any form of legwork. I, I, I was like, oh, my God, I don't know what I just saw. I, I was like, his ankle's broken. <laughs> I mean, it was, you know what I'm talking about when he, when he hit that yes. reverse dra- Oh, my God, and Suzuki, ah, he's screaming. It was tremendous. It was just tremendous. They told and I love how Tanahashi had to hit the two uh, high-five flows as well to kind of end the match, to seal the deal, if you will, because you knew Big Bad, uh, Big Bad Daddy would have probably gotten up after one. Again, like and you said, the little nuances that they had. And now we have a story that we know is going to take place for the rest of the tournament with Tanahashi. Mm-hmm. So now we yeah. know the story. Tanahashi's going with a bum knee. Can he overcome I, I I loved it. I thought it was tremendous. So good. Oh, it was so good. Um, main event, Jay White. As I that was my one hundred percent lock of the tournament pick. Yeah. By the way, you are uh, correct. Defeats Kazuchika Okada. Uh, I'm going to give you the floor first before I go. Jay White right now, he is what the Miz of 2016-17 was. He has been post-Wrestle Kingdom January 4th of 2018. This guy just oozes everything heel. He gets everything done. And by God, from the cameraman to the crowd, to the wrestler, to the ref, to the timekeeper, he will talk trash at you and he will make you... Uh, you know, wince at every time and pray that he's not going to talk about you. I thought these two had a, a pretty damn good match. Again, you know, Emo Okada, you know, it's it's interesting. He still delivers a hell of a drop kick. Uh, the Cobra Clutch, you know, uh, you know, he's still kind of coming along with as as well. Um, but you know, for me, I, I liked how both of these guys went back and forth. Um, I was surprised by the win because I thought Okada again was just going to, you know, just hit the one, two, three, you know, whether it was the tombstone into the rainmaker or whatnot. Um, but, uh, you know, kind of white, you know, kind of getting that chair shot in, um, you know, and then hitting the blade runner. I, 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 I was, I was shocked. I honestly thought they were going to go the normal Okada, Okada route. And I was going to be happy with that. But uh, I was just more, I, I think I enjoyed it more to the top or to the fact that, again, Jay White got this victory. Whether you knew it was going to be a lock or not, to me, it just didn't make sense 
So again, it's going to be interesting where this Okada character kind of continues into this G1 tournament. So let me say this first and foremost. I thought the match was very good. Um, I love the the back and forth. I love when Okada did the um, you know the chest pad on the corner off the on the rope and said he kind of rubbed his head and you know was playing nice with them and you know it was still fun having Okada. This is what killed the match for me, and this is where my problem came in. Is we know we have the slumping Okada route. That was the whole reason I said he's losing his first two matches. So I already knew that that he wasn't going to win. So now it's mm-hmm. you just get everybody to that point and make everybody get over. It killed me when they do a ref bump, and then. You know, they did what they did at the ref bump. It was perfectly fine. But then they do a second ref bump where Jay White extends his arm and punches Red Shoes in the face off of the Rainmaker. He hits the Rainmaker, and they deliberately, on camera, in front of the crowd, in front of everybody, show that Okada just got a three count and just beat Jay White. Mm -hmm. And to me... That ruined the whole match for me because now the ref gets up, Jay White, through nefarious reasons, gets him down with, with cheating, blah, 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 whatever he does, hits the blade runner and gets the victory, one, two, three. That didn't get Jay White over to me. And it's because I don't see a reason as to why you showcase that slumping Okada who should be losing to Jay White had to still sneak in a three count when the ref was down to not count it. New Japan has never done that. Why you do it now blows my mind. It just took me out of the match, and it really pissed me off. Because when it was all said and done, I didn't feel any of those guys got over because of that. When Jay White should have won clean, it would have elevated... Jay White's beating Kazuchika freaking Okada, who doesn't mm-hmm. lose matches. If, you, if you're having to beat him, why don't, you, why, why don't you do it the right way? Give him the victory. That's my problem, man. I just... Oh, it just frustrates me that they had to do that extra little step. I would say with this, it, yes, you're right. It didn't. It wasn't emphasized as a big deal. You just beat the the ace of your company, the guy who broke tons of records as IWGP Heavyweight Champion, and for it to just to kind of go like that, especially when again the story is there. They are stable mates. They are a part of chaos. Even though Jay White totally put his line in the sand in the beginning and said, hey, if I have to double-cross you to get ahead, I will. I didn't really get a sense of that. Yes, there was the spot, you know, the chair, I get it, yada, yada. I guess that's it there. But, no, that's his character. He would have did it to Okada, Jesus, or Gato. It wouldn't have mattered. But, you know, for me, yes, it just wasn't, you know, as big of a whatever. You know, it, it just was not a whatever. I should say it just didn't have – that big feel to it, that it should have been like, whoa, is Jay White now the favorite in this tournament instead of just, you know, the the bougie ending with the, ooh, Okada had it won, but, you know, this happened. 
Yeah, and that's just that was my only problem. Is it was just like, man, if you're gonna give him the big win, then give him the big win. And that's just that's that's what really bothered me. And uh, I don't know, it just it took me way out of the match. It just threw me way out, and that's why I rated it. What I that was my that's my second least favorite match of the tournament so far. Wow. I, I know just, night two has your worst favorite match of the tournament. Uh, no, that was uh, Page and Folly. Uh, I, for one, don't hate Tomatonga like you do. <laughs> I'm, I'm guessing that's what you're talking about. Uh, night two, uh, Adam Page and Chase always defeat Shoto Omido and Michael Elgin. I went two and a half. Uh, Evil and Bushi defeat Sho and Yoshihashi. I went two and a quarter. Uh, Minoru Suzuki and El Desperado defeated Hanare and Togi Makabe. I went two and three quarters. This was a match I, uh, or well, before that, um, Tangaloa and Bad Luck Folly defeated Okada and Gato. I went two and a half. Then this match was when I asked you to watch. Did you have a chance to watch it? I saw parts of it. My The, the feed kept going in and out and buffering, and then I had turned it off. So, Tanahashi. how. Oh, sorry. Oh, no. I was just saying, Tanahashi and Finley defeat Jay White and Yo. Jay White, yes. the whole match is going, Yo, come over to me, man. Let's talk. Let me help you. Let's uh, let's mm-hmm. make chaos what it should be. Why don't you grab your partners? Let me let's 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 redo yes. this. Let's make it work. Let me teach you. Jay Jay White planting the seeds like he does, which was tremendous. And I like and then how finally, he said, if you would have listened to me, it would have yeah. been a different outcome. He didn't even jump in to make the save. He stopped nope. and was like, "Nope, I don't care." So the character development was tremendous. That's why I wanted you to watch that. Uh, no, that was awesome. That's what I saw at the, the beginning, especially. I, I liked the gaff, um, how they played Switchblade the music, and it was like, oh, Jay White's about to come out. And then Yo comes out, and you're like, wait, what? <laughs> I don't know if you noticed that. But you're just like, wait, did they are they totally Americanizing with these botches? Like, what's going on? And I was like, oh, it's a tag match. But no, I, I thought everything, you know, he wanted to not even partake in the match. He's like, I don't need to be in this. My two points are tomorrow. You know, I like how he was, you know, kind of doing that. That's right. He was going to leave. I forgot about that. Oh, that, that, was, was good. that was awesome. And he's like, ah, whatever. He's like, he's like, no, I'm, I'm going to weaken them for the tournament. You know, so yeah. he like made a reasoning to go down there. I was like, that's cool. He's like, you so know I what? made sure to watch the beginning of it. I could weaken Tanahashi for tomorrow. I better go back. Like that, he's he's figured out this character. He's doing great. Yeah. He, uh, like I said, he's on the Miz level. We get to the G1. Another shocking opener. I love it. If he's five for Yano. Did you go five? I, I would go seven if I wasn't going to be committed uh, uh, yeah, I loved it. I went, uh, I went four stars on it. Uh, I didn't like it as much as you did, but I still really liked it. Uh, bring it down. Just the story. I mean, they're tag partners. It's, you know, old man Ishii, like, the pit bull versus, you know, whatever creation of Toriyanu that you get. 
and, and they're going against each other for, for points. And it was a great back and forth. Yes, even though I listened to the Mark-ass English commentary, I liked how, you know, I think it was Don Callis pointed out, um, you know, I believe one of Yano's personalities was of, of an amateur wrestler. So I was like, oh, I didn't even know there were multiple Yanos. That makes it even more enjoyable. So kind of that little backstory there, and I thought they just went at it. Uh, Yano looked great. I liked, just like the, the, the uh, best of the Super Junior Tournament uh, a few months back, where, you know, cause, you know I, I'm not a huge fan of, uh, what was it, Taguchi? Uh, um, yep. where, you know, cause he's so silly and butt bumping and whatnot. I'm like, okay, whatever. You know, I'm the same way with Yano, but when they're serious, I'm invested. I'm all in into that match. And that's how I was with Ishii. And, you know, Ishii just loved going at it, you know, just trading back and forth. And again, you know, of course I know it's not a five-star classic type match, but for their background, the history, just to, you know, how the crowd was into it, just for them being the team and, you know, the old Wiley, you know, Tomohiro Ishii, you know, just, I, I I loved it. I liked how Yano, I thought was going to win maybe two or three separate times. Like, Oh, they are, my premonition is going to come true, but Hey, it's Ishii. He deserves the win. And, and I loved how, you know, he kind of got the, uh, the last laugh and cradled Yano this time around for the victory. I like it. I like it. That's a, that's a good way to put it. Good way to put it. Unlike this uh, trash. <laughs> Tama Tonga defeats Juice Robinson. Alex, I was three and a half. What? I'd go yeah, maybe I go two. I thought it was a fun match. Um, I'm I'm digging Tama Tonga. I think Tama Tonga's putting on great work. Uh, he, he's got no wasted motion in the ring. I liked it. I liked Except it. Except not putting juice over whatsoever and just juice being there. He's got to win. I get it. His left hand. I, I get it. You, you, you got it. You can't put Tamatanga in the angle that you put him in at Strong Style Evolved and then have I agree. him lose his first match. I agree. And Bale I, lost. I, by DQ because they jumped the guy. <laughs> no, I... <laughs> But to be fair, I believe that these brackets were made before the angle happened. Mm-hmm. And I uh, knew Tonga was going to win. I just was expecting a little bit more out of this match, but I get it. Robinson's hurt the left hand, you know, and, and all the other contusions and bruises that he, he probably has there. Um, yeah. But, you know, to me, it's just I, I expected a little bit more. Of course, you had the interference angles, the Bullet Club and whatnot. But, uh, you know, I... It, it was fine, but nothing, you know, it, it was what I expected, I should say, but I I just wanted a little bit more out of Juice Robinson. And, and I, I'm not, you know, I, that was the worst match of the show for me. I'm not going to say it was better than anything else. Um, I just, I didn't hate it, but, you know, it no, was what yeah, it was. I mean, it's not, you know, extreme rules. Hiroki Goto defeats Sonata. I went three and three quarters. What do you think, Sonata Goto? Sonata looked good. Uh, Goto, you know, he he was taking his hits, but again, he's seen it up. up, And, you know, he he took his vitamins, he powered up, hit the five moves of doom, it was over. I was bummed. I thought Sonata (laughs) had it. I felt Sonata deserved that win. I liked how he hit. You know, uh, what was it, the GTR? He hit Goto's move 
um, and, and then put it into the skull in it, which I thought was awesome. Um, and, and still somehow Goro got out of it and hit, you know, the five moves and was over. I'm like, what really gives Sonata <laughs> those points, <laughs> but good match. Good match. Uh, next up, Kota Bushi defeats Zack Sabre Jr. Alex, I went four and a half on this. What did you think? What did I think? I, I'd say this was damn enjoyable. Like I texted earlier, what's great about a Zack Sabre Jr. match is you could do a multitude of things while that match is going on. Nothing bad, but if you wanted to, you know, do some dishes or go over some emails or what have you, because 90% of it is going to be submission holds. And they're intense. And they are grueling, and because sometimes they're hard to watch, so that you can, can you know, you know, you got a minute or two to spare to do something, maybe make a sandwich, you know, while you hear his opponent wincing in pain. But Kota Ibushi was countering, even though he was in a a, a lock or so, an octopus stretch here and there. But Ibushi, he his strong style. You look at him, you look at his eyes. You're you're just locked in. And then he just comes with all that strength and fire. You're just like, where, who is this person? How is this not guy? How is this guy not the world champion of the universe? Get him against Kenny Omega already. Um, but no, this, this was a fun, fun match. Two different styles, which I, I liked. It didn't conflict as much um, as you would say you put, any other two wrestlers in the same circumstance into a match. I thought these two uh, mixed and gelled really well. I liked, again, you know, him just hitting a bushy back and forth, but uh, but him finally hitting the, uh, the, the what is it, the uh, Boba Goya from, uh, from the league, or the, the Kamagoya. Uh, the the, the Kamagoya? Yes. Yoba Goya, you remember that? Yoba Goya's from the league. Yeah, that's the that would eat with the the food. Yoba but Goya, I heard Yoba I was Goya. like, they just say Yoba Goya. That's awesome. I was like, he's a fan of the league. No, Yoba but this was, this was a great match. Um, again, the 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 mixture of of a, how they wrestle, I I thought was great. Um, a good opener for these two. Uh, I would say, you know, on any other on any other show for a title, this will definitely be a a match of the year candidate. Just like the next one. Yeah, main event. Kenny Omega defeats Tetsuya Naito. This is the one I got wrong. Uh, I went four and three quarters. I almost went the full five. What'd you think? Uh, I I loved it. I honestly thought this was a five star match from the audience. I, conflicted I on a how on a how they were, you know, just who do we cheer for? It doesn't matter. We can cheer both. But let's be real. Saturday night, oh, fever. Uh, a pleasure to see him come out donning that beautiful white suit. Um, and, and just again, Omega and Naito, the last two G1 winners facing off in the first round. Now, one of them is IWGP champion. The other, his rumored opponent for Wrestle Kingdom 13 in 2019. Uh, they played to the crowd tremendously. They played well off of each other. I still don't know how Kenny Omega dove from inside of the ring into the uh, into the first row so flawlessly um, on Tonido there, but it was just a, a beautiful, beautiful match. Just one um, one upsmanship. Uh, Kenny Omega, he has to have the hardest, or at least the loudest slap in the game right now. Uh, Naito's face 
said it said it all, and, and that's what makes Tetsuya Naito one of the best in the world is how he can sell not only for his opponent but for himself. And this is just a classic case of Kenny Omega. I like this different Kenny Omega. This isn't your Golden Lovers cleaner. This is your newly. I finally beat the Rainmaker Kazuchika Okada swagger of a Kenny Omega that looks like he's going to take over and rebrandish the Bullet Club after they get rid of this firing squad. But excellent match. Great alliances from the audience. Like I said, I had a fantastic time. The near falls at the end again. Wow! This I, I don't even want to spoil it. It was just beautiful. Check this out. Worth every minute. Five stars. Take it over. Okay, it was it was very very good. Uh, going to the last night of the G1 that happened. Uh, Michael Elgin defeats Adam Page. I went four and a quarter, Alex. I thought Page did everything that he normally does and some against Elgin. Elgin brought all the intensity he normally has. Tremendous match. Great back and forth. Nice. And and they did just enough to where they made Adam Page really look like a viable victor. Okay. I mean, he really looked like a viable victor to win that contest. And uh, Kyle Schwarbler in the last second just hit the uh, his 21st home run to go to the yes. finals, by the way. <laughs> Literally, it was 20-20 with two seconds that he hit his 21st. Um, Kyle Schwarber. Uh, but but How it was it was good. Elgin has he been in the outfield, by the way. Yeah, I thought he's yeah. been tremendous on defense this season, and healthy. Yeah, he thankfully. came came back from that injury, and he's really done a hell of a job. Uh, you know, Cubs are starting to come back to uh, catching the Brewers coming back. Do you on trade for bullpen? Do you get that veteran bullpen? I think you, you have to. I think you, you know. I think you try to do it before the Dodgers do because the Dodgers are close to getting Zach Britton. I think you try to swoop it and grab before they do. Huh. Um, but, otherwise, we're going to get into a baseball combo here. Uh, Evil <laughs> defeats Yoshihashi. I went three and a half on that one. How was Hashi in this match? Not as good as his Makabe match. But uh, <laughs> Evil also looked just a little bit less, too, to be fair. Um, good back and forth. It was the normal Yoshihashi spots. Evil was Evil. Uh, perfectly simple wrestling. I, I thought it was entertaining, though. Uh, Togi Makabe defeated Minoru Suzuki. I went three and three quarters. Uh, Makabe hits a standing King Kong knee drop and Ooh. then rolls him back and hits a second King Kong knee drop to get the win. This had wow. your every bit of strikes you could imagine, forearm slaps, um, brawling. They brawled through the crowd. It was ridiculous. Um Really How many actual wrestling match. holds was in this match? Um, a few sleepers and a couple gotch pile drivers that, that Makabe powered out of. Wow. That's awesome. Um, I gotta watch but it was a match. really good hard-hitting match. Really fun. Like Old I said, Titans. I went three and three quarters. Uh, Bad Luck finally defeated Kazuchika Okada. Once again, everything's going the way it's going. And then ref bump issue happens. Tamatanga comes in, hits a stun gun on yep. Okada. Bad luck folly with the bad luck fall. Gets the three count. Okada goes down. Uh, just like I predicted, he's down first two matches. Just what I figured. Uh, like I said, I went three and a half. For the most part, though, Folly looked really good in this match. He was hanging with Okada. They did a lot. Okada just looks weird. I just can't get... I don't know what it is about this new Okada yet. I got to figure it out. And maybe I'm glad it's something new 
because maybe it'll get me into that that um when Vince was like, Austin, don't go. Come back and stun me. Like, maybe that's what I just need O'Connor to get to the please come back. And he, Do you he think makes, he gets rid of Gato? Does he get rid of no. money Gato? No, I don't I don't think he has a reason for that unless he's going heel. That's um, what I'm saying. No, don't go heel. Don't don't no no no. I don't want that. I mean it'd be cool, but no. And then Jay White defeats Roshi Tanahashi. I went three and a half. It was a fun match, but there's way too many shenanigans at the end of the match for me. <laughs> I mean, Tanahashi threw a low blow. Come on, man. I don't want to see that. You it worked. Don't. I get it. Hey, you know, people liked it good. I'm glad people liked it, so I wasn't the only one that, that didn't love it. But I just couldn't get into it. And the uh, the Blade Runner you hit on Tanahashi was re- it looked like a Bray Wyatt version. It didn't look good at all. Um, but Jay White gets another win. He told you he was getting those scalps back. He told you he was winning. It was fun. Um, Thursday is the next next show. We have four G1 shows to cover next Monday, Alex. Wow. Might as well start <laughs> doing our own G1 uh, show on Fridays. Yeah, I know. There's a Thursday, there's a Wednesday night, Thursday morning, and then uh, the next three nights. So Thursday into Friday, Friday into Saturday, Saturday into Sunday. Sweet, I'll have something to do on work on Sunday. <laughs> and then I believe they're they're off Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then they're going to run another three shows. So we'll of see course, what the day I'm off this Wednesday, they won't have any where I could like totally binge. Jerks. <laughs> uh, Alex, fun show tonight. Block Duck didn't yes. kick it, so I we uh we nailed it to the point that we are getting out of here before anything bad could happen. Uh what Boom. you got coming up today? Uh gonna talk uh the surprising number one movie at the box office this past weekend at the beatdown. Also I will review said movie. We'll also talk about what moves the Chicago Cubs can make uh before the trade deadline. Whoa, that's a surprise of the pop culturist. I like hearing that. <laughs> 8 p.m. Central Standard <laughs> Time here on blogtalkradio.com forward slash strong style media. Uh, tomorrow night, obviously, we got a whole bunch of random answer. We'll talk home run derby. We'll talk World Cup final. We will talk uh, just just a little bit of answer, some, some summer league. I believe we're going to have our NFL team previews kicking back off as well. So we'll be getting back into the swing of things with those. Appreciate you all. Once again, this Friday is the last day for pre-orders. We are placing the order on Friday. So if you haven't pre-ordered a shirt, 20 bucks. Let us know what you want, the size, the color. StrongStyleMedia.com has them. Otherwise, private message one of us. Do You have a lot of resources. Take care of it. Get your shirt. Get your T-shirt. Lex Luger would be proud of you. Thank you all for listening. <laughs> and also catch us this Saturday night. Um, I don't know. I'm guessing we'll be on at like 10 o'clock. It might be earlier, but usually we go at 10 o'clock. Uh, but this Saturday, our mid-season award special will be coming out. It was a big hit last year, so be sure to listen. And uh, you know, give us your thoughts. It'll be fun. Appreciate y'all sticking with us tonight. We'll catch y'all this Saturday night, mid-season, uh, mid-year award special. Otherwise, next week, Monday night, episode 30, or 83. Peace out.